Welcome back to another episode of Dragons and Dread Forts. <laughs> We're all waiting for that. <laughs> Sorry. He was, was building up the, you know, the <laughs> the anticipation. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm glad to be back for another episode, a fun episode, a crazy episode. This was such a good episode. It was pretty delightful. Um, I'm joined today, as always, by Nick and Keith. Hi. But do you want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> but we also have a very special guest. Yeah. Lydia Silvernoggle. Hi. Hey, That's- Lydia. <laughs> Lydia, tell us a little bit about your Game of Thrones journey. Hmm. Well, I heard that this podcast was happening, and I like you guys, so I wanted to follow along, but I had not ever watched Game of Thrones, so I started doing that, um, and I kind of got a little bit obsessed, so yeah. It has that effect. Yeah. yeah, and then I started reading the books as well, so I'm kind of all over the Ooh, place. Snap. And she's so far, so much farther ahead than she should be. Yeah, in the I'm, show? Yeah, watching-wise, I'm in like season six, and then you guys are in season two, and then I'm on the first book, so I'm still I, kind I of like in season one world. I didn't realize you were already in six. Yeah. You were in two yeah. the last time I talked to you. I know. So you guys are really going to have to lead the conversation today. Which was like a week ago. Because I'm going to spoil things yeah. if I... Wow. Uh, on that note, I'm glad you brought that up. Six. Oh, are we making guests pay? Absolutely. Okay, Nick I have an idea. It. Okay. I think whoever invites the guests should be responsible for any spoilers that they incur Ooh, i like that plan no that was you damn it (laughs) i didn't know how much you knew yeah um i don't like that idea (laughs) i didn't bring any cash but i can venmo people if things happen we have an iou um paper okay that's for justin (laughs) and you you just put one in there go ahead and grab the jar nick let's hear where we're at so far i'm like shuffling paper around it's getting there. It's probably we're probably up to hundred bucks or close to. We it. need to we need to replace those IOUs with cash. That's true. I need to replace my IOU with cash. <laughs> I mean, I got cash on deck, so we've got a few weeks. You get, so put your cash in. I don't have cash on me. You it's twenty twenty one, bro. It's twenty twenty one. It's in. It's at home under the mattress. Okay. Well, if you could take it out of the mattress and bring it here, that'd be helpful. I'll talk to my wife. So you're. You've bypassed the podcast, obviously, which is yeah. a vile sin. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about your book journey. So Nick and I both read the books. Yes. And we like them. Right. How are you feeling so far? I like it so far. I'm enjoying it more than I was expecting to. I feel like I've heard a lot of bad things about the book or people not enjoying the reading experience. Um, so I didn't really have high hopes go again, but I, it's been pretty enjoyable. I'm liking it. Typically, I don't like reading uh, male authors who write female characters but he's it hasn't been too offensive on that front so really far. so yeah it's been okay i found I'm it al- i found it rough to Impressive. like read some of those scenes i'm only like halfway through the first book so i honestly have oh, gotten okay. more male chapters than female chapters but we'll see how i feel moving forward you did you have heard the part about well one uh danny and viserys when viserys feels her up yes. in the very first time we ever meet danny yes um that one's tough for me that was tough to read um then also drogo's uh drogo and danny's first time is also a, a kind of a that was a lot different in the books yes it, it, it is in the show um it seemed like she enjoyed it a lot more i agree books, which was interesting interesting i'm glad so you had that i thing. liked it more in the books than in the tv yeah. show they made it rapey in the tv show they made it a little rapey yeah, yeah i would say very rapey she okay. was crying sure. yeah yeah that's true. so um okay well, I'm glad that you're here. Glad to be here. You picked this episode. Yes. We asked what, which episode you'd want to be yeah. a guest on, and this is the one. Yeah, because it has weird sex stuff, and I want to make Keith uncomfortable. 
Great. And it just so happens <laughs> that Lydia is also a patron of ours. So we just I want to take a, a minute and just say thank you, Lydia, for yeah. your oh. patronage yeah, and not your just a support of our show. The, the patron. The patron. I was going to leave that part out. But, well, I mean, um, I yeah, could, maybe a, I'm talking about the first one. It's a cool little patron perk, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I want to be abundantly clear oh, yeah. before you do this. <laughs> clear that up. I was no, going to leave that no. very vague. I had I had floated the idea of having Lydia as a yeah. guest sure, sure, long sure. before that. It's That's true. true. That is not a perk of supporting this podcast. It so could be. It's no. I'm not paying for that level, so. <laughs> right, right. You know, you know all of our uh, personal. That's actually why we brought you here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can you can reach out to at Janiel 200 and maybe pay him, and maybe he'll invite you yes. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna keep you here until you up your. Well, support. I've been trying to be friends with Justin for years, but now that we have an opportunity to monetize this friendship here. If here I, I had known, I would have let you pay me to be my friend a long time In ago. In my experience, that's kind of how it works. Yeah. What the well, fuck is this? Well, happy to be here, nonetheless. <laughs> We're glad to have you here. Uh, let's jump in because there's a lot to cover. I've got several pages of notes here, as always. Um, this episode is titled Garden of Bones, which um, is a is a very small it's part. A very throwaway line. Very almost. throwaway also line. Also what my bedroom is called as well. Tell us why. Gross. Because it's a garden where we sow seeds and there are also a lot of bones. Bones or boning? Both. What, what bones are present? Just one. Okay. <laughs> so it's uh, a garden of bone? Just the one. Garden of bone. No, but it's multiple times. <laughs> Jesus. So a garden of boning. <laughs> Yes. I'm like so sorry, Lydia. Wanted I'm so sorry. I feel like I know a lot about you guys just from listening, but like nothing at all. So does like the rest of the things. internet. <laughs> the internet does too. And, and we apologize for that. <laughs> um, oh, this, wait. Actually, that. Uh, thank you for reminding us, Keith. Oh, anytime. Nick's Apology, Nick's Apology Corner. Corner is going to be brief. Uh, the only thing we have to apologize for this for don't, this past don't week. Don't we this? Actually, this is a we because it was Justin who said it, but we said when he said it that we would apologize for that. Okay. And it was calling people that live in trailers trailer trash. I'm not apologizing for that. You wanted to say sorry. I changed my mind. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. I don't want to apologize you for that. You heard it here on Non-Apology Corner. This yeah. has been Nick's Apology Corner. I'm doubling down. Oh, I do have, I do have two things. Well, I'll just do one. I have one thing I want to just adjust. I did it last week unofficially, but I'm moving forward with the new format. Firefit of the week is going to include both a man and a woman. So we're going to differentiate. Male and female? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we're speaking in biological terms? Yeah, so whatever. Uh, I just, as, as I was watching this episode, I realized that, that I appreciate different things about different things. And so I wanted to just set the groundwork that I'm, I don't want to pick one over the other because sometimes there's multiple people that need the honor. And so we're going to separate it that way. And, uh, and so be prepared because there is a man and a woman both who win the award this week. So I know the cast and costuming department of Game of Thrones is going to be really happy to hear that. It's yeah. true. Yeah. They've because been writing us a lot asking yeah. us to change that policy. Yeah, I know. I was I, only working on the females and I, you know, I feel like we're not getting as many fire fits. So I feel like I, we should talk about this for a really second. I'd love to get that Justiny award. It's a question that I've had mm-hmm. several times. We briefly mentioned it to you. Yes. As a female woman? <laughs> uh, what? As, as the resident female. As oh. someone here without a. Bi- you don't know me. You don't know me. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> As someone who... Um, a garden of... <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to ask your opinion on the female the female discussion that we've had on this show. How do you feel about the word female 
And how do you feel about the context Nicholas used it in? How do you feel about me specifically using it? <laughs> how do you feel about Nick? And yeah, just, just in general, do you like Nick? Ooh, this is a lot of questions. <laughs> I'm going to need these in order. Let's start with that last one, if yeah. we could. Do you like I Nick? I don't should, know. should we keep out. Nick we'll around? We'll That's see. fair. I feel the same way, and I've known him for years. Am I, I like competing way. to replace Nick right now? Is yes. that what's happening? Okay. 100%. Cool. I, would, I would offer you any of these three seats <laughs> uh, permanently. Wow. Cool. <laughs> So that's that being a patriot. (laughs) So female, I I have always felt like it has been used. We talked about it a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I felt like a lot of times it's been used derogatorily. Derogatory is that a word? Um, It is now. And I feel like I mentioned it a couple episodes ago afterwards, but I feel like my issue was that's kind of how it felt when he threw it out there. But the term itself. Is it acceptable? Is it not? Should we, how, how should we proceed? And do you speak for all females? Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like I'm not, I, I'm not the female police. I don't have. I've heard female come out of your mouth twice. I so. will make a the hat authority. that says female police for you. <laughs> I told Justin, like, unless you're a rapper from the 90s, it just sounds awkward coming out of your mouth. So that's my main problem with it. Which, But Nick doesn't have a problem with that. I he, was a rapper he in the is 90s, a, yeah. actually. He, has, he says a lot of stuff that he knows full well is going to be a problem. Right. Number two, I have a problem with it grammatically. It can be used as a noun, but like nine times out of 10, it's an adjective. So like just saying female just sounds weird. There's also not really like a male equivalent, short male, but no one calls men males. Yeah. Yeah. So we're saying probably avoid it, but not for those reasons, for, no, not I'm for not the gonna, reason that I mentioned. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but to be fair, I am. I do use it as an adjective. I'm usually saying it from a like from a female perspective or female emotions, uh, emotions or yeah. Tell us about what are female emotions. Okay, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> no, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I I accept the decision from the from Judge Lydia. Um, I would like to go back to the if you like me or not. <laughs> But when I, was this? When did this become a question? That's what yeah, apparently he, he a few minutes ago. That is the founding uh, deep question of this podcast: is Does Justin like Nick? Yeah, that's true. Oh. Justin does like Nick. Although Justin gets really butt hurt when we talk about anybody besides him as a best friend. Well, wouldn't you? Would you be butt hurt if I? You have you've accosted me for calling other people my best friend before. No, I just don't like it when you guys share on the SJN show, uh, like. You know, Facebook and Instagram that like three best friends anybody can have. I'm, in, I'm on the fucking group text, but you whatever. Are, you are in the group text. You yeah. have to pay to be here. So, <laughs> yeah, you're getting in for free. That's a good point. <laughs> What's the opposite of a prostitute? <laughs> I'm paying to be here. I feel, I feel like it's the opposite of ladies' night at a club. Like, right. at ladies' night, Look, lady, finally you know, justice for men, right? Right. That's I, right. Which I'm obviously very happy about. <laughs> as Nick, as Nick has mentioned, uh, I support men's night at the club. Um, so let's jump into this episode because yeah. that's what we're here for. I think we got a new writer, new director, right? We yeah. do. Yeah. Garden of Bones was released on April 22nd, 2012. It was written by Vanessa Taylor. Uh, first time, uh, at the helm of writing an episode of Game of Thrones and David Petrarca. <laughs> I don't know how to say his last name. Petrarca. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I think that's great. So Petrarch. Yeah. Um, so both both new, both in their debut uh, with the Game of Thrones community, and we're excited about that. Um, I want to mention briefly, if you would like to call the hotline and give us any feedback, ask some questions, all of it spoiler-free, you can do so by calling 352-541-2409. 
without further ado, let's jump in. So we open with a scene with some Lannister soldiers talking about who the best fighter in the realm is. Now, have you gotten here in the books yet? Not this scene, but the conversation about the best fighter, because it comes up a lot more in the books. I don't think so. No. Um, they will they will talk about some characters that we haven't met and really won't meet um, throughout the books. You'll hear a lot of names mentioned that you probably won't ever really meet in the show um, because it's a conversation that I imagine if I was a soldier on the f- battlefield somewhere and we had some downtime, kind of like these guys, that's probably a conversation that would come up like who's who's the best fighter because we do it in the world today we compare yeah. things and this person's better at that than this person. And, um, we mainly do the, would you rather fight one duck sized spider yes. or a hundred spider sized ducks or maybe a thousand spider sized ducks? That's um, how I, I don't I really would, like, I would rather fight the, the small ducks. Yeah. Option B. I don't okay. want to fight any size spider ever. I'm just saying this is how I don't, I don't really talk about like who could beat him up or her up or whatever. Like it's, simply made up scenarios in which I had to decide who would I rather fight. Yeah. So you didn't want me to answer that. I did kind of want you to answer that. But the only person that didn't, the only person that didn't is Keith. I like ducks, so I'll fight the spider. What? One spider size duck. this big, dude. Yeah, you just kick it. Bro. That's what you think. I'm done. You want to kill ducks? I would like to, yes. Spiders can shoot webs and shit, man. Out of their butts. Have you not seen... Spider-Man, are you Spider-Man? about to Spider-Man? Spider-Man, yes. <laughs> I have seen and desired to live Spider-Man. I'm a nerd, and that is my superhero. Is this what you dreamt of when yeah. you imagined the show? Yeah. Well, no one asked for my predictions, but I'm going to give it right here. I feel like the book and the show have talked multiple times about like massive spiders. So I'm really hoping Lord of the Rings styles. The, the so like a Shelob comes out? Yeah, I'm really hoping for Shelob. Mm. I'm just, I know you guys have given Keith shit about not giving predictions so i'm just look i'm trying now I, and He's doing i would better. appreciate that he I was, did, as of last episode last episode was his best because he just went with it yeah. and that's what i'm doing now and i appreciate I that thank you is this at the behest of lauren no well i mean a little bit but also like i want to be better well i appreciate like I said, i want to be like justin when i grow up uh okay Same. i'll accept that yeah <laughs> i'll accept that thank you it's probably a bad move on your well, part at least in podcasting. i don't think they spend enough time with you <laughs> <laughs> in podcasting <laughs> So we get the whole like, oh my God, there's something out there. And the other guy's like, no, there's not. It's fine. And then he pulls the whole like fart prank, which I don't Which you find, loved. I don't find funny. Do you find that funny? It was fine. I liked when he said that Loris has been stabbing Renly for years. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was funny. That is funny. It's funny how the conversation of best warrior evolved into shade at the enemy you know, like diminishing his claim and just kind of trashing him because obviously they don't support homosexuality and that's horrible because this podcast definitely does. Right. Um, that that was a funny line. And then we get kill of the week. And this is a unique kill of the week because it's not on camera. Right. However, I, as the <laughs> sole executor decision maker of kill of the week, have decided that Grey Wind popping up out of nowhere and then the insinuation of what happens afterwards. Seemingly biting his face off. Um, it earns Grey Wind kill of the week. Does anyone have... You made a face when I said it. Well, they didn't show it, so I feel like that shouldn't count. But I'm not going to question your judgment. Well, they didn't, did they show any kills this week? I do like... Uh, I don't know if they actually showed it. I do like the rat in the bucket that we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite that, ways of torture. That and but, the uh, foot sawing were 
gross. I have yeah. some fun would you rather questions. Oh, let's when we get there. No, no, oh, no. Oh, not like, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. We'll wait, but I'm excited to get there. Um, so then there's a conversation with a character named Ruse Bolton who's walking the battlefield with Rob Stark afterwards. Yes. And he we've not met Ruse. Is this so the first far. time we meet Ruse Bolton? I think it's the first time I remember him. We haven't gotten his name either, I don't believe. We may have gotten Bolton. Yeah, I don't think so. I think you're right. I think this is the first time. Michael. Yes. Michael Bolton. Right. Um, <laughs> Different so, Bolton, but still same. They're talking about the same battle. Thing. And this is one of those moments where the show, unlike the book, and you'll see that when you get there, the book goes in detail about these battles. And I'm sad because these are some of my favorite battles in the books are the earlier ones um, where Rob is establishing himself and his threat to the Lannisters and Grey Wind is a huge presence. And thus far in the show, we've skipped all of them. We've gotten the beginning and then the aftermath, and that's a travesty, I believe. Uh, so Ruse is sharing that for every five Lannisters dead, there's one uh, Stark soldier. And then he starts talking about, like, what do we do with these? Go ahead. I feel like that number is... Significant? Well, I feel like it was a little bit... Inflated? Like, maybe... No, the other way. Like, these guys... So, clearly the Starks came up on them unaware uh, and at night into basically fish in a barrel. You mm-hmm. know, Lannister sleeping in their tents for the most part, it seems like. I feel like you probably should have came out higher than five to one. I don't know. I feel like five to one in warfare against one of, one of the well, most... The strongest army. Tactical... And 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 but we already know that the proficient well armies. Well, yeah, but we already know that the that the Lannisters are outnumber the, the Starks in general three to one, sixty thousand ish to twenty thousand ish. So I don't know. I feel like five to one's not that big of a victory. Well, there also might have been fewer people there because they've been sending people out to burn the countryside. Yeah. and blah blah blah. Yeah, I just felt like I mean I would think you'd want something more like a seven to one or a nine to one kind of kind of swing. I, I get what you're saying, but. Seems like they did pretty well, yep. so that's pretty great. I am sad that you aren't appreciative of the absolute thumping that the North Ar- Northern Army gave the Lannisters here. See, it doesn't feel like a, it feels like a victory. It doesn't feel like a thumping. But in the books, it does. That's yeah, kind of what right. I'm getting. I know at. that's what I'm saying. The books, and I don't want to spoil too much because you're reading them and, and they're good. But they do a much better she job of watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's stuff that you get in the in the books that you'll never that's experience. That, that's true. And it, if I'm giving it all away, that kind of feels like spoil, a separate spoiler jar that I need to be putting money into for her. And I don't want to do that shit. It's also one book per season, right? So like, I'm only in book one, so I don't think I'll get anything. Until from... you get to three and four. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm just in one, so I don't think anything from this no. will be in. It'll be a while. But Hopefully you'll forget. Two. It will be in two. If you drink enough, Will, you might forget. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I felt like that was significant, but then we get into what I think is even more important. Obviously we're introducing a new character, Ruse Bolton. We don't really know anything about him other than he's someone significant, significant enough to walk with Rob after the battle. And he is clearly showing this ruthlessness of at least him as an individual. Then we hear the conversation about flaying people, how Ned Stark outlawed flaying, how Rude's responded with, well, we're, we're not, not in, in the, the north. north. And I can't, I just like, because I've seen some other shows where they kind of talk about in depth, like, or show in depth these like brutal punishments for people. Don't talk about it. I didn't, I didn't know <laughs> if you were on the same page. I just want to make, I just want you to not mention it for significant reasons. Um, okay. 
And we see these horrible punishments. I can't think of something more brutal than being flayed alive, I don't believe. Did you not want him to talk about Vikings? Yeah. Okay. So you did it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Because that one was pretty bad. I was just talking with her about trying to wanting her to watch Vikings. Now Keith has to put money in the spoiler jar. Yeah. You should watch Vikings. It's a different it's a different show that doesn't count. But I was I don't clearly think you, trying to get him to not you talk didn't about spoil it. the I actual. I didn't yeah, spoil anything. Yeah, right, I just right. said Vikings. Um, yeah, I mean, playing is basically skinning them alive, and What's, that. What would you rather have? I'm gonna take your You're question. Gonna steal my bits? Yeah, playing <laughs> <Fuck> or <laughs> rat being <laughs> driven no, into your stomach. Ask, would you rather have a rat burrowed into your chest or to be beaten with? Joffrey's scepter while he watches you. Being but. beaten with Joffrey's scepter, for yeah, sure. That okay, didn't end okay. with death, I don't think. Maybe you know? it did, but I mean, you didn't see a body. We it didn't it? see it, and that's Keith's rule. Yeah. So I, saw the rat, or I saw the rat guy's head. I'd probably go with the scepter thing, too. Yeah. What would you go with? Same. Yeah, that that feels I thought, brutal, but quicker. I think than, I think up yeah. until this, this watching, I'm, or maybe the last one, but I kind of always thought that he was asking her to bludgeon her like to an extent we're gonna get there uh so maybe we don't do this yeah now, but we'll I don't get know. there yeah because i've got a thought too uh that's probably worse then we get to the leg yep that was gross the yes. weirdest meat cute ever yeah. yeah but i was gonna say do we uh do we meet future rob there i just want to throw this out there prediction i wish talisa could have won firefight of the week because i think she ha- has to be, has to be one of the most beautiful human beings I've ever looked at ever in my life, ever in my whole life. You know what I'm going to say. What, am, what are you going to say? <laughs> what am You tell me what I'm going to say. No, I want to hear it from your You mouth. have a type, motherfucker. If she's in my type, I'm great with that. I, I'm going to leave it there. Le- I'm not going any further <laughs> deeper than that, but you have a type. I legitimately believe she is very, very she pretty. She is yes. unbelievably beautiful. I have a hard time stopping to write notes, to look away, to not just like mouth agape. Like, he just wants to go to the Garden of Bones. Smitten. I would, she could saw my leg off if I could look at her right. do it. Like, she, she is beautiful. So, anyway, I don't, I'm not going to comment on that, but are you predicting? Wait, it was you. What? I did it. So are you this predicting? Is my voice. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> so you think she's what? They're, they're going to be something. They're going to meet up again. A little bit of love interest. Garden of Bones. Maybe. One Get thing. Like I, Garden of One Bone. One of the, one thing I I wanted to go back to with Bruce Bolton uh, is a line that he says to Rob Stark talking about the high road. Um, so he says, it's "Hard to leave your troops there. The high road is 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 nice, but it's hard to leave your army down." So Bruce is clearly advocating for a more ruthless uh yeah you know treatment of the prisoners and treatment of this uh, or you know just perspective of this war um knowing that when you're outnumbered like they are and they still haven't gotten to king's landing which is where this eventually goes you're gonna have to do something fairly ruthless yeah, to, to especially make this if work. they're already having a hard time feeding their troops like you said exactly like, that's pragmatic i just thought i just thought that line is worth mentioning um and i do want to get keith's thoughts since you you've never met Bruce bolton before um what were your what were your thoughts on him just that like he like they really quickly showed he's probably been in battle before he's pretty pragmatic he's pretty tactical um and he's no nonsense and he's 
something enough to be able to walk through a battlefield with Rob. Well, and I think the difference, the character that I liken him to a little bit is Stannis. And I think that the difference that we see is Stannis has many of those same traits. The difference is it seems like Ruse is advocating for more brutality kind of because he seems like that's something that he enjoys. Whereas Stannis has, I mean, obviously we met him in one scene, but just the way he was talking about it, the way that he responded to Rob, it was kind of like a Rob, Rob basically said, we don't do that. Like we, there's other methods that we can take to, you know, solve the problems. And he said, well, we're not, we're not there anymore. Like I think in Stannis' defense, he would probably, he probably would do the same. And for the same reasons, but maybe you're saying not as personal. I don't think Stannis would enjoy as much the things that he's doing. I think Stannis would do the things that he does out of duty, out of a sense of obligation, out of a sense of, I have to do this because my destiny leads me there. Whereas Ruse kind of feels like he wants to flay someone just for the sport of it. Right. Lydia, you have not met Book Stannis yet, right? No, not yet. All right. I, I think it'd be interesting later on to see how you feel about book Stannis versus show Stannis. Um, Cause the internet in general, we feel like that, that that's one of the characters that the, that the show kind of missed on. I was just talking about this. Like I don't really dislike any character that much except for Stannis. Stannis bores me. I just think, yeah, I just hate him. Like I get that he's supposed to be kind of emotionless and flat, but I feel like they went too far, and like I just could not care less. Let's talk in a few him. months when you've uh, read through maybe okay. maybe book two, just to see if your thought has changed based on book Stannis. Yeah, TV show Stannis, I don't care for. Fair enough. Um, yeah, Emily said the same thing when they showed Stannis and Davos in this episode. She was like, "I, I find myself just not caring about the storyline." God and his sex moves. Mm. No, thank you. Hallelujah. Good to know. I said that shit, bro. And I've caught flack from you, you ever caught since. Flack. I, I'm catching flack. Because you you said that that was fine. And I clearly it was fine. it's not fine. Well, look okay. at her face. She doesn't <laughs> want to say anything, but that face says it all, bud. Okay. Um, I'll call Emily right now. I can put her on this board and we'll see what she has to say. She's watching Bachelor in Paradise. She doesn't want to be bothered. Fuck, I'm missing it. Yeah. Why am I here? <laughs> oh my god! You're here. She's gonna like that part. You're here because you can watch that. You're here because you paid to be here, Lydia. Right? <laughs> you, <laughs> I bought this seat. You bought this seat. Uh, so Talisa. Yeah. Rob, maybe a spark of love interest. Although I just want to throw it out there, as beautiful as she is, I would have a hard time taking the next step. One, because she's that beautiful. But two, I would feel very intimidated. Secondly, she just sawed a guy's leg off. And Rob kind of gave her a look of like, this is a little bit hot. And I thought to myself, that dude's a little fucked up in the head. You know what? He appreciates a woman who can do the job that she needs to do at the time. What is the what is the BDSM? Is that the like really brutal sex stuff? Where people like whip people? That's I'm only called. into Stannis sex stuff, so feel, you're, you're barking up the I'm tree. way beyond your... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the thought I had about Rob, is that Rob would have like a sex dungeon. I definitely didn't think that. Mm, he's Christian Grey. Bro, Rob he, is not a sex dungeon type. No. He looked at her and... I gotta... He was... <laughs> if, if you were him in that scene, you wouldn't look at her like that? After what you just said? I don't know. First of all, I don't know how I would respond. Secondly, I wouldn't 
I definitely wouldn't show that much joy on my face while she's sawing a man's leg off. I don't think he was doing that while he was. She was sawing. He the leg stared off. at her he the did. whole time. He did. I wrote he did. down. I want someone to look at me the way that Rob looks at her <laughs> while she's sawing the leg off. Yeah. See, we notice the looks that men give people, and we're appreciative of them. I wish you looked at me the way that Rob looks at Talisa while she's sawing a dude's leg off. Can you do this? I don't, I don't know even how to respond to that. <laughs> I just wanted to That's have appropriate. It. So they have a little bit of dialogue. He's trying to figure out who she is, and she's clearly not a giant fan of his campaign against the Iron Throne. They get into the dialogue about like the game plan. You're going to sit on the throne. He says no. Then she kind of rags him a little bit about like, hey, so the plan here is to fight a war with no plan no for plan. what comes after. And his response is, I, I thought pretty good. He basically essentially said, "The first things come come first. Like I, we have to, we haven't won the war yet. Like I'll get to that when I get to it." Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought, like, I was a little bit frustrated that she's dogging my guy, Rob, King in the North. He does what he wants, and we the rest of us live with it. But two, she definitely had a point. It did feel like this kind of all happened really quickly. Rob entered into this conflict with the Lannisters because of Ned and the situation he was in. Ned was still alive when this whole thing started. And now we find ourselves no Ned. Rob has been crowned king in the north. And they've never we've never seen a conversation where they talk about what comes next. So I felt like there was a little bit of ground she was standing on as far as Come bringing in a question like, what's the point here? What's the motive? What's the gameplay? Are you? I kind of felt like without saying it, she was a little bit insinuating at this point. Why not just go home? Like, why not just call it quits and let it be? No more people have to die. You've got, you know, the, the resolution to what you originally came and fought for didn't turn out the way you wanted to, but you can't get your dad back. Like, all obviously, all this is elaborated, right. Unsaid, but yeah. yeah, it kind of felt like she was. You were like, really reading Talissa's eyes. Bro, I was yeah. trying to. Locking yeah. to him. <laughs> 100%. To be um, devil's advocate a little bit, like, I was a little annoyed that, like, I mean, the Lannisters could just give up and go home, too. Like, Just give them the North. Yeah. Like, they don't have to be fighting this war, either. And the Lannisters are the one who put the spear in the fisherman kid's hand. It wasn't Rob. Rob wasn't like, oh, hey, fight me. I mean, Rob marches army south. I mean, yeah. I could cry listening to you defend Rob. I love it. Please do right now. I love it. Go. Um, I agreed to both of y'all's points. I also I love this this inner this interchange because up to this point, Rob has heard very few opposing views. Well, he did, and then his wolf bit off part of a dude's hand. Well, that was just a that was just a, a disagreement about who's going to lead the the charge. Everyone's been in Rob's camp of like yeah you need to keep attacking keep attacking this is what you need to do from a military standpoint even even that conversation was about furthering the military campaign it was just i want to be the one who does it yeah and so hasn't heard a whole lot of opposing views his you know catlin's been really the the main one that's kind of pushed back on on his thoughts and ideas a little bit so that's what's interesting is watching him have this conversation with talissa where uh almost similar to last episode with Cat and Rinley and Rinley allowing Cat to have her differing view um, and and being the having the kingly response of a, of a thoughtful you know uh, you know not Joffrey response um, you know and, and I think Rob did a good job of defending himself but I also think Rob did a good job of of allowing her to say her piece Lydia 
Any oh thoughts? yeah, no, I was just nodding in agreement. I think that um, Rob's response and in the last episodes, Renly's response are like very stark contrasts to the way. That oh, I see Joffrey what you did there. Like a Ned Stark contrast. Oh, I didn't I mean see to. what you did Fuck, there. I hate oh no, <laughs> no, it was so good. Yeah, <laughs> um, take credit for that. How no, do you no, how no, do you no. feel? Obviously, you've heard us talk about Rob. Yeah, we're supporters of Rob. Uh-huh. Rob is my favorite character right. in the show thus far. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Rob and and kind of his place right now? I like Rob, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they don't, the show doesn't give him as much attention as it should. I feel like the affection that people have for him in the show isn't warranted like by the screen time that he's given, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like I like him as a character, but I feel like he could have been um, well, developed more. I would say it's what he does with that screen time. Yes. He yes. Definitely I mean, those curls. I those curls, man. And that beard. Woo. And well, then you guys armor. are like dreaming of other scenarios while you're watching him too. So he's probably got a lot more screen time in your mind. Oh, yeah. A lot more. Rob yeah. has unlimited screen time in my mind. Oh, wow. <laughs> I sit at my desk at work and I just type shit and I just think, think about, about Rob, Rob and Talissa together. Rob, no, yeah. Is that just no? like your ultimate Rob and Talissa? Oh, no, it's just, he just types Rob. Same. Over I ship them. I ship them hard. This is Rob Stark. <laughs> <laughs> All over here. Mrs. Justin. Stark. I just type, I'm like typing shit and I just type in King in the North. Damn it. Like backspace. Um, I, I do love Rob. I, so where are you in the book? Like what, what's taking place? Have have they even made it to King in the North yet? No, no, because I'm only halfway through um, book one. So like, Ned is still there. Has has Rob assembled the banners and marched yet? Probably not. No, I would say, yeah, you're probably at the point where Ned is almost starting to put the pieces together of the the bastards, maybe. Season one ended with Ned. Yeah. Yeah. Season yeah, it's, so the, it's, so season the, one, episode nine is that. I'm okay. trying to think of the last like very significant thing that happened in the book, but get back to me. I'll think of it. That's part of the difficulty that I had with the books is that especially season one, I felt like it drags when it you know, when it comes to just setting all of this whole yeah. world up. Yeah. I mean, you're introduced to all of these characters, you're introduced to these perce- uh, you know, perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um but just drag setting all of the whole world up. Now, as you go on, I think the last book was my favorite um, and just, you know, was, I was really intrigued in it, but, um, or intrigued by it. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, that I say all that to say, my, not my favorite stretch of, right. of yeah, liter, literature that yeah, you're in right now. Book one's kind of redundant, but I've been appreciating it because I feel like the TV show is a bit of a crash course and like things move too quickly. So it's kind of nice to go back with the book and like actually establish thoughts I think that's on fair. people and stuff. Yeah. That's, I always want more yeah. media anyway. Like if movies were three to four hours long, always, I think I would be okay with that. <laughs> if they right. were good. I kind of feel like some of the, and I think it's going this way, the top fr- franchises are no longer going to be making movies. Yeah. They're going to go to TV. That's what we're right. seeing with uh, the Wheel, Wheel of Time is doing it right now. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is doing And a- all the stuff Amazon. Disney's been doing. Yeah. yeah and even I felt like like Falcon Winter Soldier should have been more. Well, I think they're, watching, yeah. I think they're figuring that out so job. they can get more screen time, more money, yeah. more, you know, more longevity from it as well. And you're not so long in between content. I mean, the, the, the length of time between Harry Potter movies was a year, year and a half, two years. So, um, you know, it took you, even though over over a, an extended period of time, it's, you know, 14 years or, or 12 years that it took to get through that, um, as far as being top of mind and content-wise, it was, you know, long stretches in between. 
So I, I saw someone on the internet, you know, recommend that this week actually was, um, you know, eat every, every big series like that should just be one chapter in the book is one episode and you can continue to have, you know, just a lot of content over an extended period of time. Yeah. I've, I've enjoyed how Marvel has been doing it though. Just like big, feature film stuff and then like the smaller stories within the team that seems to make more sense for the superhero kind yeah. of well thing. and just they have such a larger not quite as deep yeah well maybe not as deep but they have a larger <clears throat> excuse me swath of content to be able to go through that True. you can focus yeah. on a little thing whereas like game of thrones i don't know if you could have a game of thrones movie so they've talked about movies with, with uh so one movie that was that was talked about early on that i think got uh like next i um was a robert's rebellion movie Oh, which would be yeah, fucking would sick. Be cool. Yeah. So things like that. I think you'd have some some offshoots mm-hmm. of of movies. You know, maybe a maybe a a Robert's Rebellion or maybe a a, a Greyjoy Rebellion or um I, the 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 show we're getting, The House of the Dragon. That's going to be about um yeah. Aegon's you know kind of rise to power. So uh yeah, there I think there would be cool stuff like that. Hopefully down the line. But I see what you mean for Egon sure. Aegon from uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's the one. That'll be a good one. Yep. So we end this scene with Rob trying to shoot his shot a little bit, and he he throws out <laughs> there at her, "He's lucky you were here," and she responds with, "He wasn't. Uh, he's unlucky that you were." That's yeah. so good. It was good. I like love it. I like her attitude a little bit. Funny, funny enough, Emily hated that line. Why? She her? thought it was a little too like romantic comedy esque. I don't know. That's what she said. Rob's a real person. I disagree with her. No, she hated the the line back from Talissa. No, I get what she's saying. I think it kind of is, but for some reason I appreciated it. Like they're in this like battlefield. And so the idea of having this like rom-com line in that setting is kind of like yeah. ironic and funny to me. So I enjoyed it, but I don't I don't disagree with her. Maybe the reason the episode was called Garden of Bones was cuz it's just an all all of it is a Garden of Bones. So yeah. like this also was romantic and Garden of Bones-esque. <laughs> This is where his attempt at love died. Or she totally just like rushed him off. Or began to blossom. She's gone too. She's rode off on that wagon into the sunset. They love like a woman riding on the back of a wagon. It's a thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah, it's a thing. Although based on the trajectory we're seeing right now, Roz, that hasn't played out well for her. She's now found herself in the king's chambers. She's having to work her way around, man. But Sam does like watching them walk away. Sam does, but he would also wouldn't mind if they were walking towards him. So I guess if they're riding away on a wagon looking at him, that's his... It's it's like the best of both worlds. They're moving away. Imagine if he experienced Roz riding away like she rode away from Theon. (laughs) He would shit him. Just just (laughs) flashing... It, Bro, it he would, would be, have a heart attack. Yeah, it would be the scene right. where he fell off the horse because he got hit by a tree, <laughs> but he doesn't get hit by anything. He just falls <laughs> off in a shock. Right. So uh, then we jump over to the Red Keep and we get fuck Joffrey. If you're wondering how we end up with two hour episodes, this bingo. Oh, I'm ready for it. I mean, yeah. you've listened to the podcast. Yeah, you know listen every episode. episode. She right. knows. Uh, I this is this makes me angry. Like I felt my blood boiling a little bit, and I'm glad that it ended the way that it ended. But yeah, and to make us feel that about Sansa, yeah, how dare you? Because we want to hate her. <laughs> I don't want to hate say, her. Yeah, but... from the last episode where she's talking shit to Shay and like being a jerk to what the fuck, right? And if you remember uh, during the Serio Pharrell possible death scene, mm-hmm. um, Marin Trant. Is that it's this dude again? This dude again, and we were talking about like fuck him, man. And then he he's the one who hit Sansa on the ramparts. Oh yeah, yep. 
he's just the fucking worst. And Tyrion puts him in his place as well, which is awesome. Yeah, this scene all around was really powerful, yeah. but yeah. it hurt to see, obviously, innocent. I know you feel differently. Well, no, no, I agree with you, though. Sansa, like, in her innocence, she's just yeah. there. She she got the worst. I mean, so far, I think that she's drawn the short straw. Yeah, like I think she's a brat sometimes, but I don't think she deserves anywhere near this. Which which situation would you rather be? I'm gonna steal this from you. Which situation would you rather be, Arya mm-hmm. or Sansa? Arya is in is in Harrenhal in the mud and the muck. She is. We know that she's going to be the cupbearer now, but up until this point, she's been traveling down the King's Road. She's had you know gold cloaks after her. She's had. I think Sansa. Yeah, but she's had. You would rather be Sansa. I think no, be, because no, how to change because Cersei has demanded that she stay alive. I was gonna say I think I'd rather be Sansa. So like, I think you know I'm, your life's gonna be bad, but you you don't have the fear of death constantly over you. Whereas Arya is scared of everything. All I'm the telling time. you right now, Sansa, when that crossbow's pointed at her, was not thinking. The, the queen has told me that I'm gonna live, so I'm I fine. Mean, definitely, but like having uh, yeah, but Arya has gone through that as well. Arya's gone through thinking that she could be in line for death here sh- very shortly. She was in a battle with, you know, with Yorin and, and, and those guys. And, and Sir Amory Lurch said, tell me where Gendry is or I'm going to start taking eyeballs. And then, okay. and then twice she was standing there when someone was picked for torture twice. So Why you she ask her can, this question. I, yeah. Well, what? okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's, <laughs> no, I yeah. would rather be Arya for sure. Mm, I don't no. know. I just feel like she's scrappier. She's like making things happen. Oh, I mean, that's not a fair question. She has the demeanor, and I would rather be Arya anytime than Sansa. In this situation, I would still rather be Arya. Okay. Joffrey's the worst character in the show. Yeah, I just don't want to be around Joffrey. Right. I also don't want to be around Joffrey. I don't think Sansa wants to be around Joffrey. Right. Um, We open this scene with him. He's got a crossbow pointed at him. Yeah, but you have him. But those are are brief moments in time. Arya's life in general is very difficult. I mean, not eating very much. She has Gendry to look at. What's so bad about that? I I disagree. We like have very similar types and everything, but Gendry, no thank you. I'm not saying he's the smoke show of the show, but I'm saying that he's not bad to look at. Gendry's a pretty attractive human. I do too. But can that be a new segment? Smoke what? show of the show? Sure. <laughs> Thank you. I'll, I can, mostly I'll, men. I'll, just so you know. I'll institute right. it for yeah. this episode. All right. Mostly men and Talissa. Those are the only... There you and go. we've already made... It's yeah. Talissa's the smoke show. Smoke show the is it going to be Talissa and Rob every episode? Talissa is unequivocally far and away the smoke show beyond anything anyone else in the for show For me, can it's imagine. between her and Marjorie are, are the, the two Not most Oh, I agree about. with Marjorie's mouth, though. It's just too weird. Thank you. Yeah. Who? Talissa, for sure. Marjorie, Marjorie Tyrell. Her little, like, R- Rinley's husband. Twisty mouth. Husband's wife. Yes. Thank you, Lydia. Yeah. Her so mouth like, just is relax. just... just relax. Just, you know, let it go. Let it just be... Yeah. Um, we do have similar types. <laughs> uh, so, I, I mean, Talissa, by far... By far, smoke show the show. Um, anyway, that's not the point of this this scene. So this scene well, it is now opens. What scene are we on? The we're, second one. We're in the red oh, keep. Sansa. We are in the second. Forty three minutes in. We're we're in scene two. Uh, Joffrey has the bow. The crossbow pointed at Sansa. Uh, I wrote Marin Trant can get fucked. Uh, we've already touched on it a little bit. Uh, obviously, you know Joffrey 
prompts him, but he's more than willing to oblige and jumps straight in and just smacks the shit out of her and then grabs his sword and starts hitting her with that. Like, it's just, it's brutal. Then Joffrey leads into the, like, let's strip her down. She's overdressed moment. And thankfully, thankfully, Tyrion walks in. And this is one of the better, I think, moments that we've seen thus far of Tyrion because we're seeing more of a compassionate side. We've seen it, like, briefly touched on, and but we've not really gotten a lot of, like, opening it up and diving down because we really don't know up until this point in my opinion if Tyrion is more Lannister or not and this scene I think we really see he he really doesn't have a lot of reason to go in there and stop this unless he does have deep compassion and he does he walks in he stops it um I wrote Joff Firefit question mark but I oh, want I didn't even look I just want to clear this up Joffrey's not the fire for the week no um in in either regard, I have an opinion on that email. one too. What's your opinion, Rindley? Okay, that's not mine. That's fair, but we'll get to it. And I want to hear your opinion. I might agree with yours too, though. Um, jo- he just look. He I hate him so fucking much. I got I hate Joffrey's every looking He's at his stupid face makes me mad. But he dresses well. He dresses great. If I dressed like that every day, I'd be a happy well, person. If that was the only thing that you had to do with yourself, you probably would dress well every day. Well, if I had other people doing it for me, I would dress great. Well, that too. But like Tyrion says, like he doesn't have anything to do. Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't Tyrion. It was it was Bronn. Bronn. But same same thing. They were talking to each other. Right. Uh, so Tyrion came to the rescue. Um, then we have the best confrontation in the show thus far. It's a great exchange. Tyrion and Bronn versus Maren Trant. Uh, cannot wait. Marin Trant and cannot Joffrey. wait until Bronn kills Marin Trent. By the way, prediction cannot wait. That's that's an un un uncoaxed prediction yes. from Key. I'm trying. We don't really get those, and I'm excited about it. You're welcome. So you think? Tell me how you think it's going to happen. I think he's going to do something stupid akin to uh, what was the guy's name that Tyrion sent off the new lord, Janice Slint. Yeah, I think something along those lines is going to happen, and Tyrion's just going to not put up with it. Yeah. Because he's good. already he's warned him in front of everybody like not to do that anymore, and I think he's gonna do something. Well, he, yeah, and, and and he makes good. Like, what kind of knight hits a hits a child constantly? Yeah, continuously. Yeah. without yeah, not stopping. Not no no question back to Joffrey. Like mm-hmm. even the Hound has a hard time looking at it. Yeah, um, and the Hound does Joffrey's bidding. That's what he does. He rode down Micah, uh, the butcher's boy. Mm-hmm. Just but but watching. Watching someone do that to Sansa in the middle of public, of, of court, is too much for him to look yeah, at. And we've already seen Tyrion not use the excuse of just because someone ordered it, will I allow that to stand? Right. To be fair for the Hound, he doesn't really, when he rides Micah down, didn't really know the full story. All we know is Joffrey comes back with an injured oh, arm. Oh, I wasn't taking that. Yeah. No, no, I know. But I just wanted to be known. Sure. Because and the reason I wanted to be known is because what we've seen from the Hound is when there is clear innocence, he stands up for that, or at least will come back around and try to nurture a little bit that person. You know, we, as, much I mean, as, as much as he can, as much as he can without getting his own head taken. Well, and I don't know how nurtured he was. So sure, and, and so he may not even know the concept, but he is the one who brings his cloak around and puts yeah. it around Sansa in this scene. His He's white the, cloak, by the way. True. 
Uh, he's also the one who gives her the, the handkerchief. Cat. Like we've seen these moments of the hound when there is clear innocence in the person being abused. He does do something, maybe not enough, but something to rectify that situation. Whereas Micah, I, I obviously we know Micah's innocent, but the hound wasn't there. All we know is Joffrey came back with an injured arm and a story that Joffrey told. And and up to this point, I don't know how much the hound knew about how fucking stupid Joffrey was. Because that has kind of blossomed as the show's gone gone on. Right. And as Joffrey's gotten more power, we've seen him be more and more reckless and ruthless with it. The Hound may not have known. So well, just the- in his defense, I, I think that maybe when the cards are on the table and you do know what beyond a shadow of a doubt that that person doesn't deserve this, I feel like the Hound has more compassion for that. Was the Hound like Joffrey and their family's guy or was he... Uh, he was like Tyrone's a sign. Guy? He was a sign. So his brother is the Mountain. Right. He's Tywin's guy. Yes. But f- from what we understand thus far, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, the hound, I know you will. I just want to throw it out there. It is an invitation this time. Mm. I want it just for people listening. Sometimes you do it and you're an asshole about it. This time I'm asking for it. Um, the hound seems to have been someone who was assigned to Joffrey to protect him, kind of his personal bodyguard. Okay. So he had experienced Joffrey, yes. just not as King Joffrey. As King Joffrey. Which, Who's even fucking worse yeah, than regular even worse. Yeah, so going back to this scene, Tyrion, uh, so Joffrey says the king can do as he likes. Tyrion says the Mad King did as he liked. Because your Uncle Jamie ever told you what happened to him, <laughs> which, is a, a, which is great. It's that whole and exchange. could have probably interchanged Uncle Jamie with, has your dad ever told you what happened to him? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and then... You know, Sir Marin Trant has this this stupid line. No one threatens the king in front of the king's guard. And he says, I'm not threatening the king, sir. I'm educating my nephew. And Bronn <laughs> responds with... Well, no. Tyrion says, Bronn, if Sir, Mar- if Sir Marin says anything else, kill him. That's See, a threat. See that's the a difference. threat. See the difference? It's just... It's perfect, man. It's and then Bronn's response is, don't want to so get blood good. on your pretty white cloak. Yeah. Which I just thought was like a... It kind of sets the Kingsguard in the minds of non-Kingsguard people as like these pretty prissy, like, you care about this look. Well, they're prancing around wearing gold and exactly. white. Like, yeah. But see, that's, that's, so it's interesting you brought that up. So we actually, uh, in the, you know, in the beginning of season two or end of season one, we see the Hound has gotten some sort of promotion to Kingsguard, mm-hmm. um, and he's in this really cool armor, which I believe he may have won Firefit of the Week for. He did, um, and because he looked fucking and then, dope. And then in subsequent episodes, it seems like his armor has gone back to his regular Hound armor. Right. But this is the first episode where I've noticed that he is wearing that same armor, his regular armor, uh, but with a white cloak. And I, I submit that the reason for that is the hound doesn't seem someone no, who's he's like got flashy correct. and he doesn't care about the elegance that Mayor Trant would. He's comfortable in what he's comfortable in. That makes sense. It just didn't make sense for me why he would have been demoted, but now I realize he was not demoted. He's it just, was just back into his regular guard. Which yeah. makes me like him even more. Correct. I like the hound. Is that I, controversial? No. 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 Okay. No. I think that I think that up until this point in this show it's not like a hot take, but right. he definitely doesn't seem like a good guy, quote right. unquote. So but he I, seems like an honorable guy. Like when he jumps in at the tournament, I don't know if you mentioned that earlier, but I don't. I don't that know. That was if one I did. of yeah, but that was one of the someone who's innocent being attacked for. Now 
clearly there was some trickery from Sir Loris, but nothing that were, that meant getting his head chopped off. Right, right. And there was the added layer of clearly the brothers don't care for each other too much. But I agree with you. I like the Hound. I don't know if we're supposed to or not, but I like him. Um, so then... Uh, oh, I do want to touch on... Sorry. Go ahead. The start of the scene is Ooh. when they're just absolutely lying again about... Uh, how Rob and his army. Yeah, Sir Lance Lannister. Yeah. Who are they just you? like attacked with an army of wolves and then ate all the dead? Bro. Like, is this what we're doing now? All the right, legend cool. of Rob Stark. It's propaganda, man. That's that's yeah. War 101. He is he is living rent free in the heads of <laughs> every opposing person. Yeah, he really is. He's, just he's got swimming one laps wolf. up there, man. They're just growing the legend themselves and he's just reaping the benefits of that because yep. i can't imagine if you've heard all these stories even if you know that they're not true like even as a as a soldier you probably would imagine that there's not actually an army of wolves who's eating everyone it's probably a couple of wolves or a wolf whatever but i can't imagine walking into that battle having heard all these stories and feeling super confident about what's right. to take place but even if you hear a wolf you're like well i guess they were right I guess but, I'm gonna die by wolf now. But yeah, your point is so good that like all that with that propaganda, what they're doing is just building his legend, like just building how much fear if he's approaching the city, how much fear you guys should be in. It doesn't. It doesn't serve them well. It doesn't no, serve I, yeah. to inspire confidence in the in their army. All the only thing it could possibly do is scare people. And so I'm for it because I'm a strong supporter and advocate of the King in the North. Mm-hmm. However, Lydia's not. Uh, but <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not not. <laughs> well, I think we could shit. again tie that a little bit to current day. Yeah, propaganda. You totally. And all you're could. doing is scaring people. That's it. Without any. Uh, we don't have to go into is that. A, is that a COVID thing? What are you? Uh, I'm, we'll not, I'm not know. sure what you're addressing. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. Talk about it. Yeah, I was I just gotta wondering. make it political, Keith. Because that's what I love. <laughs> why, why, is COVID, why is COVID political? That's not what I was talking about. That is what that's, you were talking about. That's the question that we're going to spend the rest of this episode talking about. All right. Why is thanks for joining world, us, Lydia? Yeah, I'm so world, interested. Worldwide pandemic, a political Red and blue. thing. Yeah. Answer it, Nick. Go ahead. Uh, two words: Fox News. Okay. I'm glad you said it. I am in full support of that. I agree. Right. Yes. No, go ahead. No, no, no. Did you say rape? No, we're here. <laughs> I don't. I, I think said, you said wait. I and said right. And right. Ray. <laughs> oh, I think you said wait. No. Oh. I thought you said wait, too. <laughs> go ahead. So you said I right. Thought, I thought you said wait. You said right. Right. As incorrect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this, this scene <laughs> ends with Tyrion walking with Sansa and then him asking her, do you want out of this and her response is very stoic and stone-faced i'm i'm loyal to king joffrey my one true love and his line is she may outlive us all you may outlive us all which threw a question in my mind but i want to get your take specifically on it because you've already seen more of the show jerk do you feel like we invited you here to get keith's take on everything i know i love it do you feel like that was pulling back the the veil a little bit on pulling back the curtain on Tyrion and his support because it kind of felt like we us that whole like you you may you may do this thing to me it kind of pitched that Tyrion's actually a player for not the Lannisters and King Joffrey whereas we've seen so far 
in the show, Lannister stick together. We know that Tyrion's an outsider in that, but kind of felt like he was in support of the other campaign. Did you pick up on that at all or feel that way? I mean, I th- I think we've seen Tyrion be for maybe not even necessarily the underdog, but I think he's been for the underdog in almost every interaction we've seen him in. His conversations with Jon, um, his conversations with Bronn, his conversations with here Sansa, Sansa like... I think he's just, he feels for the people who are looked down upon or Brand. mistreated. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, and I think he's got, you know, maybe it's slightly warped, but I think he has a sense of like justice and right and within him. Warped because he's, warped. that's a good, that's a good take. I mean, warped because he's, was raised by the Lannisters. Yeah. Like those people are just core wrong. Okay. Like, I think in all the other family that we've seen of them, like, they're just not. They are as starkly contrasted with the Starks as you could be, I think. <laughs> yes. Did you do that on purpose? That I was did. intentional. It very much was. Yeah. Do you, now, obviously, you've seen more, so don't spoil anything. But do you feel like that's true as far as Tyrion? Do you feel like it's more of a, his kind of like we were talking about with the Hound, has been towards justice and mercy or do you feel like it's his bend towards where his support lies yeah i love Tyrion. he's like my one of my favorite characters um i'm big into just like as a person i'm big into archetypes and i think that's why i like game of thrones so much um because i feel like it's a really good example of a lot of different kinds of archetypes and i feel like Tyrion is a trickster character, which are kind of historically and traditionally ambiguous as far as like where their loyalties lie. So they're like not necessarily good and not necessarily bad. They're kind of in this really interesting gray car- uh, gray area. Um, could you do me a favor and uh, yeah, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but could you say could you name any other like of the same archetype in maybe a different franchise? Oh, I'm so. Bad I mean, at knowing like, other popular culture. Loki, Loki would be a trickster archetype. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I understand. Keep, help me out here. Well, I, I mean, I think Loki is the sure. Okay, yeah. I was thinking more like a like a Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, or something like that. Like just to give myself some some right. uh, as far as I'm context. Trickster. I don't know if a trickster would well, necessarily live yeah within Harry Potter, but like Neville would be like the the like nerdy like wah, archetype, or like you know Harry Potter would be the heroic whatever uh hermione would be the more intellectual and ron's like the loyal sidekick right samwise gamgee right mm. i'm not a, a harry potter person i was like a, a very good christian kid who did not no i weirdly enough that did not come up in <laughs> my have household. you not done it That's since so then weird. though i tried but i feel like i missed the magic like i've tried in my adult life to get into harry potter and it's just like not sticking wow. okay. yeah i know well when Hot we branch take. off into our harry potter <gasps> podcast i know i'm we'll not gonna be helpful for the, no we'll we'll oh. all listen to the books together okay yeah, I don't know, like, I don't know. The trickster is just, like, the jokester, the kind of... And not in the way that, like, Tyrion is viewed as a jester because he's a dwarf, dwarf but, like, right. that's just... But like what you said, his yeah, where his loyalties lie. Yeah. Like, that, yeah, there's a, a question of... Yeah, he's chaotic neutral. Right, the yeah. Dungeons and, and Dragons tag for that. Yeah, you're yes. the nerdiest one here, bro. Just want to let you know. Well, I haven't okay. watched any I television mean... show ten times. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, Got anyways... Him. So, yeah. So then we... Back to you. Then we're into the conversation with Braun 
in Tyrion where your second favorite quote, second favorite quote of the show. Would you care to elaborate? You can't fix being a cunt or there's no cure for being a cunt. <laughs> so they're obviously talking about Joffrey and his sex life. <laughs> obviously talking about that Joffrey. is uh, <laughs> that's the that's the backside of that that T-shirt that we're going to make. That's the the impregnate the bitch T-shirt. We're going to have that's going to yes. say no cure for being a cunt. Yes. Why yeah. don't we make Just, that the the Joffrey quote? That's a good one, man. I'll that, wear that shirt. I I've said that in my life after seeing that for the first time, I don't know, probably 50 times. Here's my question. Would you wear that shirt? Yes. I love that. She would. We love a controversial t-shirt. Yeah, you do. So, <laughs> I, yeah, they're, they're... What other controversial t-shirts do you own? Keith? I loved your uh, God Loves All of Her Children shirt you were wearing oh, yes. the other day. That, that was delightful. Oh, all of her children? Yeah, all That's of her That's great. Children. I like it. With little rainbow heart. Mm-hmm. We love that. it. Um, I just, so I don't, I don't think I've ever seen you wear a controversial shirt, but I know that you would. Yeah. I mean, that one makes some people upset. I don't feel I like had an old man stop me in goodwill. <laughs> oh God. What did he say? Men. He was just like, what does your shirt say? And then looked at it and he was like, her, are you saying God's a lady? And I'm like, I'm not saying God's not a lady. Did you meet my know. grandpa in a goodwill? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Did you meet my parents in a good way? <laughs> That's absolutely something my grandpa would I say. I met my parents in a good way, so maybe. <laughs> my grandma would say that for sure. No, yeah, yeah. Not Pima. No, no, no. Pima would. Pima probably would. Pima. My grandma's name Oh, man. Oh, we opened up a can of worms. <laughs> what does the P stand for? Oh, man. What? Does P stand for anything? Patricia. Patricia Ma. Love it. Justin, are we going to talk about dueling sad childhoods? Do you want let's to? Let's go. We don't have to duel, though. We can just have therapy right here. Where yeah, let's all be friends together. You I, wanna, went to, I went to school for this. We do still have an hour left. All right. Yeah. Keith, Keith is the expert, the scholar. Yep. So we obviously, you know, have dove into the conversation that they're having about Joffrey's sex life or lack thereof, which kind of surprises me, knowing who his fake dad was, that he didn't pick up on some like, yo, when you're in power, you can do whatever you want. He gives me strong asexual vibes. Yes. Same. Well, yeah. that leads us into the next scene. So the next scene's in his bedroom. We get a quick moment with the hound uh, at, you know, at the door. Pretty insignificant. He tells Joffrey, your birthday gift's waiting inside, your name day gift. Uh, then Joffrey goes in. This is where that theory or that feeling, I think, is obviously expanded upon. There are two women who we've met, both of them before. Roz, who... We talked about it earlier. Keeps popping up in inopportune places. Keeps popping up all over the place. And the other girl was the same girl that was in the last episode with Maester Pycelle. I don't know if you noticed that. She was also the one, as we mentioned in that episode, that Roz was onboarding at the brothel. Yeah. That mm-hmm. had, you know, she was coming from some podunk little place and um, it was now in the big city, so to speak. And then we found her with Pycelle, uh, which she was a part of that struggle. Um, and then now she finds herself in the chamber of the king. It seems like coming to King's Landing is the worst choice you could make. Sounds that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. I thought that was going to have a little bit more traction to it. Um, so I mean, it could have if you wouldn't have done that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So she found herself, I mean, I'm just throwing it out there, in the worst of the two situations that the two ladies could have found themselves in. It seemed like it started okay. Well, it seems like Joffrey, yeah, it seems like it was like, oh, this is funny. And then Joffrey, you could see the switch flip immediately 
there was a moment when he talked about, so my uncle sent you, yes. and Roz says, oh, yeah, he handpicked us. And you see this look on Joffrey's face Bad where idea. he's like, oh, okay. Then he takes off the belt or the chain thing around his a, waist. Belt, belt. belt works. It was a belt. I'd be um, super interested to, well, not super interested. I would have been interested to see how he reacts had he had Tyrion not been mentioned in this scene. It's like an alternate universe or the new Marvel What If show, what if, yeah. which I haven't watched. I haven't either. Um, it's like what would have happened because that was clearly the thing that set him off. He ob- he just left a scene with Tyrion in the throne room where he felt degraded mm-hmm. and he was angry about that, so he wanted to take it out on somebody. So I just thought about this, but we will probably have to, you know, piece some things together for you for some of this scene, having possibly not seen some of it. Right, um, or a lot of it. Right, yeah, most of it. But I mean, they—I think they still have some of the clips of, um, of like you know, looking back at Joffrey and Joffrey's lines are probably all in there. But, uh, but yeah, we'll 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 fill in some holes. So, yeah, he, pun don't. intended. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is he is egging the uh, excitement on in the beginning. Like he's he's like mm, touch her. It kind of got me thinking. Like if this guy's inexperienced, how does he know this is a thing? Uh, but he definitely said touch her. Yeah. Then he kind of watched. He was like hit her, and then we, it it escalated. We all kind of know that we like that. Like early on, do we? Yeah, 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 for sure. We well, all. okay, maybe not we all, but I <laughs> I know my experience with it, and yeah, I was I was pretty aware of the fact that that was that was something that I I liked. Uh, you know, is that what you like too? It wasn't. And it isn't, and that's it, and it will not be okay. Okay, I mean I can't. I, I, I guess <laughs> yeah. I guess I can't claim that. But so I'm, anyway, I'm messing with you. But did you uh, want to ask three Lydia out of the four of us? I was gonna say, do we get Lydia's <laughs> take on it? We're here for a, a woman's perspective. That's why, like, we need another perspective here. Lydia's in. I mean, not in this violent context, but otherwise, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, it so got. Like, oh, belt. I wasn't talking about the violence part. <laughs> Jesus, no. What, yeah. So, what were you talking about? I was talking about the 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 ladies, girl, like a girl. Ladies. Yeah, the girl and girl. I hundred percent thought you were saying no, 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 no. We girl all like beating oh, our partners. So you want to switch your answer? Change your answer? I up? don't know, but <laughs> I, I'm saying when I was. I'm saying. I'm saying when These I was younger. These are the moments that I live for. <laughs> I'm saying when I was younger and I was still figuring stuff out. And yes, try, I, I, that I'm was tracking something now. that was I really you know, thought you were talking about out. the hitting people. He's no. tracking and in full agreement with your. That's what he's words. like. No, you sick fuck. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're less. like three out of four, and he's like, yeah. Oh my like, god, I'm wow, wow, my psychos. Like, I mean, I guess, but you're less tracks? ostracized now. Ugh. Yeah, I feel better. We were just strictly talking the the, gotcha. the women. I know the 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 time that my dad caught me on like. Uh, like where he saw my my search history, he said that, and I will remember this, and 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 now the internet I'm, will too. I'm almost certain that he doesn't <laughs> listen, but Your brother does. Either way, yeah, he does. Um, can so, we send? But can, he's the reason my dad doesn't listen because he knows because he told my dad, "Don't listen to this." Hey, Michael, if you could tell Papa Holmes, actually, Michael, if you could call in with well, Papa Holmes was Papa part Holmes of this conversation. Address, I'll send him a postcard with this quote on there it. There you go. He said, and I quote, and I won't forget this. Uh, I can only imagine where this you is going. Google things. You Google things that I've never even heard of. <laughs> <laughs> That's not as bad as I thought. Can we get, can we get a clean take what? of that? One what? more time. 
You Google things that I've never even heard of. All right, thank you. Yeah, I uh, thought it was gonna be like you get it from your dad. Or right. Yeah, I also yeah, thought yeah. that's where that was going. <laughs> no, my dad is is very learned from the best. Son. Very yeah. Your dad's very what? Uh, even killed conservative. Very conservative. Mm-hmm. Very very middle. You know. He likes vanilla, vanilla stuff. is is. I mean, I don't know what goes on there, but like, but I would <laughs> so from now, the rest of the you know the I stuff know that we him. all like. Now we're beating ta- our partners. Now we're gonna take him in and hear a from voicemail Nick, from Nick's mom, from Nick's dad. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so anyway, it escalates. They pull out the scepter thing, and I thought he was insinuating that she insert that. Inside, See, that's what I thought too. Yeah, in a same. brutal manner, and I was really traumatized. I, I've seen the show, and watching it the first time, I was like, "Oh my god, is he telling her to do?" I forgot that she just hit her with it. But God bless. Either way, that was that was either hard. way. But I think she got away with the better one. No, I mean, like a scepter is like very phallic. I feel like for a reason. So that was definitely my first thought. But I don't think that's what ended up happening. I, was just I wish I used the adjective just... phallic more in my life. <laughs> I mean, well, you, now you can. You go can. for it. Yeah. Let's go. She yeah. is significantly smarter than everyone else in this. That room. is oh, I don't not doubt true. That. I don't doubt that. That is at all. true. Pound it. What are we? Yeah. It's not true. It is true, and it's fine. And I like that. I like that we have finally brought some education and intellect onto the show. I feel bad about that. I know you right? do. You're so, why are you <laughs> being rude? That's thank you, Lydia. You, for you've listened to this podcast, right? How many yeah, times Justin have you guys said me, I use big words? Yeah. You do, but she uses bigger words. You schooled them about Orvins and Dragons, so that's pretty freaking impressive. Are you saying, by the way, I was I was the one who also backed that claim up by saying, <laughs> yes, that is true. I don't know about schooling. He got schooled. I did get schooled on that. Anyway, so it was a brutal scene. That's kind of the end of it. There's not. I don't have anything else to add unless you guys do. Um no, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> Just that I guess we all used to like that. No, right. I wasn't saying that. I, I was saying we, I, that. I know. I'm making a bad When joke. you don't know what you like, you knew you liked that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Keith's apology corner, question mark? I, where I apologize for. Today, sure, there will be music. For misunderstanding him. Uh, by the way, Jared texted me back. Yeah, he texted um, me back, too. So then we're in Rinley's camp. <laughs> Flex it again. It was very strange. <laughs> I didn't it, expect it. It was strange. He texted me three times because I texted him a bunch of times in a row. And he texted me. He does we're in the bubble. I know. We're not. We haven't spent. <laughs> we spent three seconds in the bubble. Chill. So then we find our way to uh, Rinley's camp. He meets Littlefinger. Re-meets Littlefinger. They've met each other in the small council before. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a conversation where Littlefinger is kind of playing the middle ground we obviously are we know that the reason that he's there is not really for Renly. it's for cat uh because of the conversation that Tyrion had with him that's the Tyrion reason he's there right but i think Littlefinger sees it as an opportunity to shit just in case Renly takes the throne i don't want to be executed for for helping the lannister secure the throne because he, he offered was a true offer then yeah well wow. i think Littlefinger. it was a it's a true offer to everyone if if he sees that that uh, the Lannisters are going to win this thing, he's going to continue to be on their side. Mm-hmm. If he sees that Renly's going to win this thing, he's going to open those gates and he'll be like, "I'm the one that opened the gates for you." That's the same thing that happened with uh, with the takeover from the Mad King to Robert. Same exact thing. It was it was what did you do at the end? You know, to for for like where did your loyalties lie at the end? And that's 
you know, that that that's exactly how he's playing this. I think that he's just playing both sides. That's his reason for being there, as well as the cat thing. Well, Littlefinger is not but, a not a person Tyrion, who misses a, an opportunity. But it's a it's weird because it's a sanctioned trip by Tyrion to go right. talk to the enemy. Do you feel like? And I apologize if we've talked about this a while ago. Do you feel like he chose a side with Ned though, or was that an opportunity? Thing? In that moment, I think he. Ch- I, I I would jump in and say I think in that moment, based on how the cards are playing out. He chose a side, but I don't think he's loyal to that side. I think he was loyal in that moment to that decision. But I think the cards are always from well, what clearly seen, he didn't side with Ned. What are you? What are you asking? You're no, saying he's that, saying he chose the well, Lannisters, right? In that yeah, moment? I'm saying like he chose like for the other two things that you mentioned. I agree with you. Like he's just kind of leaving it open. I think when he looked at the cards on the table, the Lannister one seemed like a better play at that time because they had more, uh more positive to them. Now the Ned road would have been the correct road and the right road, but it would have been a much bloodier and more difficult road because they were going to have to go against Cersei and all of her power. And it's going to be, you know, gold cloaks, but he had the, he had the Kingsguard on his side though, didn't he? He had the gold cloaks on his side. Theoretically, if if he would have flipped to Ned, then it would have gone. It still would have been, it still would have been now defending the, the, the kingdom. He would have been holding Joffrey, basically hostage, defending the king, defending King's Landing, King's Landing from Tywin probably and, Tywin, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then the fact that he's also master of coin and knowing that Tywin's the one that basically owns the crown. Okay, and so all of that stuff I think played to. I have this this play I can do, which he played both sides in that scenario too, and he chose the Lannisters, which was probably a good choice. Although he's, a, yeah, he's yeah. always leaving irons in the fire and putting more in when the opportunity arises itself. He didn't... He, His loyalty lies to himself. That's it. No, he, 100%. He's privy to the conversations about Rob and knowing the Lannisters aren't faring well thus far against Rob. And so right. he's he's coming up with a contingency plan on the fly, seemingly, where he's opening up another opportunity. He's putting another iron in the fire with Renly that he hasn't yet put in there just in case. Mm-hmm. I think, to your point he's always kind of thinking about the just in case and always planning for that and creating a situation where he has a say there. So in that scenario, I don't think he's supporting Rinley. I think what he's actually doing is saying, if this continues to move the direction that it is, it has been thus far with Rob kind of defeating the Lannisters in battle. And then we haven't even seen Rinley yet, who we know has far and away, I mean, 40,000 more soldiers than the next biggest army, five times more than Rob. And exactly, and so and and Rob is having major success. So imagine what a hundred thousand army soldier could do in the wake of that, right. with with the Lannisters divided and having to fight a front against the North, and then having to also defend against Renly. It kind of seems like Tywin at that point is yeah. backed into a corner. No, totally. I just I was the reason I was trying to get your clarification, Nick, was it felt like to me that Ned was a personal decision. But hearing you explain all of that, I agree with you. I think yeah, it may have had a little it, bit it of was that a, too. It was a hands down, or it was a cards on the table situation. Yeah, I, I think there, it could. It has the potential to also be multifaceted because of the whole cat thing, right? Yeah, cool. it, to me, and I would love to hear your take. Felt like he. Uh, I want to hear uh, how you feel about Littlefinger, not the show, but up until this point in the show. So oh. remember that spoiler jar is right there. Um, Isn't that you having to pay it though? No. Oh, is that why yeah, you're reminding her? Negative. Yes. I, that's why you're reminding her so much. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, don't spoil anything. Because um, to me, it felt like he was there for the cat thing. And like you mentioned, he's just taking advantage of another opportunity. 
So two questions. The first, how do you feel about Littlefinger? And then the second, what do you make of the situation that he, or the scene that we saw with him and Renly? Um, I really like Littlefinger. I don't know if that's a hot take, but I, I really like him. Like not just in the context of this situation, but like as a whole, I really enjoy him. Like you really like the character. Or you really like actually so him. I think I've decided that there are like four different characters in this show. There are like good characters, bad characters, bad characters that I like and bad characters that I don't like. I think he's a bad character that I like. Like he's supposed to be unlikable, but I really like him. Like a villain character, yeah. Not, not a bad. I can. I, I agree right. with that. He's one of he's one of my favorite characters because yeah. of just the character. Now him as I don't like him, but I like the character. So I same with Cersei. Right. Cersei's a phenomenal character. I just don't like her. Well, then I think yeah. you have to say the same of Joffrey. Then no, I'm just not. No, I, fuck I mean, Joffrey. I mean, maybe in like the interested in how how they're gonna work everything out. Like the Cersei one is a good is a good point, but I just don't. I don't think that. I think even Littlefinger is more impressive in the fact that you know where he came from to where he is now and where he wants to go, and he's been pretty clear with Varys like what what his you know aspirations are. So yeah, I'll let you keep going on that. I'm sorry. No, but. no, no. Yeah, like Jeffrey's a bad character that I don't like, and maybe that's the point. Maybe no one's supposed to like him, but like I don't really even enjoy him like as a character. Littlefinger, mm-hmm. I do. Cersei's kind of in the middle of those two. Like I go back and forth between. Like I know that she's a bad character, but I don't know if I like her or not. But Littlefinger, I really do enjoy. I don't have strong feelings about this particular situation. That's fair. Um, okay. Regarding him, that's but fair. I really like him. I feel like. I heard you call him Jeffrey, and I really like that. Did I say Jeffrey? I think you said Joffrey. No, I, I, think just you, heard I think you Jeffrey. said Jeffrey, but no, fuck that. But That's call, the respect I have for I want to call him Jeffrey. Like yeah, you well, got your name uh, wrong. He's, so. He is a Jeffrey, by yeah. the way. It's mm-hmm. like right. when you're in negotiation or like you're trying to win some sort of like uh, intimidation factor, you get their name wrong. and You're like, all you know, right, like, Jeffrey. Right. Yeah. Calm down, Nick. <laughs> Does anybody Jeffrey. know a Jeffrey in real life? I, I yeah, don't. my father-in-law's name is Jeffrey. We we work with a Jeffrey. I know a Jeff, but not a Jeffrey. No, go ahead. I mean, they go by. Say. They go no, by I, Jeff, I guess. I don't but. know a Jeffrey in real life. It feels like a fake name to me, but I guess not. Yeah, no, I think I think the guy's name that I know is Jeff, not Jeffrey. Oh, really? It's not even like a legal name of Jeffrey? It's an illegal name. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so this morphs into a conversation with Marjorie as he leaves uh, the presence of Renly. He's now walking with Marjorie, and he's raising some questions that we've already we already know the answer to. Uh, but he's basically calling it a question. Well, yeah, I don't think he's questioning. I think he's saying like, oh, I know this. Yeah. He, he's doing the thing where he's making statements, but right. posing them like questions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is, I feel like he's always overextending a little bit. In my opinion, he's always playing his hand a little bit too clearly. Um, he did it with, uh, Cersei in the last episode or maybe two episodes ago now where we saw the power is power and knowledge is power yeah, thing. That's because like, he still thinks knowledge is power. Well, yes, but that's a thing where you don't lay that all the way out. Like right. you can, you can tease it, but the moment that you overextend is the moment you get yourself in trouble. And I feel like, I feel like little fingers, a character where he's doing that often, doesn't make me dislike him as a character anymore, but it just feels like he, and maybe he learns from it at some point, but he's always just pushing it a little bit too far. The statements he's making, 
he's not posing it as much of a question as he should to protect himself. He's he's kind of trying to show that he knows everything going on. And I think obviously Marjorie seems to be a pretty sharp woman and on top of things and kind of cuts him off and very abruptly dismisses him like this is your here's your here's your tent. But I love Marjorie. Do you how do you feel about Marjorie I in like the show? Okay. Yeah. How do you feel? Uh, oh, I like her. I was I was gonna make a dumb joke, but I decided that was no. Tough. Go ahead, nope. do it. Can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dumb joke, but yeah. I appreciate. Oh well, and God. then you can morph. I'm not even. Good. I'm gonna take the next five minutes off. That's fine. Yeah, just to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about Marjorie? That's fair. I I like Marjorie a lot. Yeah, a big fan. Except her big stupid face. Um, no, it's I'm, really I'm just actually, her mouth. I'm just a fan. I'm, I'm a fan. I don't mind the mouth. I, so I, you like everything but I'm her sure face. You don't. Yeah, um, you got a pretty mouth. Me? Uh, <laughs> it's really ju- it's just her yeah. mouth. Everything but her mouth. I uh, I was continuing I, I know my bad joke. I know what you're doing. It's like I, butterface, I, Marjorie, buttermouth. You got it. Yeah, buttermouth. That was good. Thank you. So to answer your question, I think that Marjorie has a lot of you know we've already seen her think through things very well. The way that she reacts yes. to Rinley and and his vices. Um, or just his nature. Uh, and then she reacts very dutifully in this, yeah, in this the, scenario the of our country. This yeah. Is what like we should my do. husband is my king and my king is my husband. That's a, that's a dynamic that's very hard to deal with. So, you know, I, I, I like her a lot. I think yeah. the first two episodes that we've gotten of her have been really good. Yeah. Yeah. She, she has a mindset that I think seems to do her a lot of good. In what we know about the show, and she got a fire fit. So she did get a fire fit on her very first appearance, yep. by the way. And really, honestly, could have been two fire fits. Yeah, she has nothing but fire fits to be true. honest. True. Yeah, you're That's not true. wrong. You're not wrong. When Although we, the big oh, I love it. Like thing. she just came home from the vet. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of felt like she had a coat of shame. Coat of shame. <laughs> when we think about who would be the best king and queen, Marjorie and, and Renly. There you go. I don't know, Rob. I mean, Rob's Rob not, but, anybody. But Rob would doesn't be want to be great. king of the Seven Kingdoms. I, know. I mean, he's going to be king of the North. We're okay with that. We're not even talking about that. We're talking about the king of Westeros, and of the three options that we have at the moment, that you know, he they're the best. You don't like Jeffrey and Sansa, Stannis and Melisandre. <laughs> uh, no, Stannis has a wife. Yeah, Stannis, Stannis has a wife. Has a wife. Does he? Yeah. He does. Well, She's sick and in a tower and not giving birth to boys. He but. has she a wife. She doesn't count. Well, she does count, and he's a fuck. Wow. Next week on Lenny's Apology Corner. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we finally, finally get another she Danny appearance. She said no. <laughs> she said no. I, I like this. Did you know you could just say no, Nick? Mm-mm. Wow. <laughs> You're not No, I didn't to. know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, we finally get a Danny appearance. I have a finally, note, yeah. note here that the writer is a hot boy. I don't know his name. <laughs> Sorry. I don't Did know his name. Did you spell it with an I or a I Y? I spelled it with an I. I love it. For sure. What? I just said boy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know his name. I thought you were saying that you spelled writer with an I or Y. I was like, <laughs> why would he spell it with an I? And then I was like, oh, the R Y D E R is an H O T B O I. B O I with a heart instead of a dot. That's over an I there. right there. Keith is very up to date in the, in the kids' lingo. He really More is. More so I mean, than I am. We've it's very this. impressive. It's all the time he spends on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. You're an old lady at a library, Lydia. Yeah. <laughs> that's I'm not. True. I'm not. I'm very young. <laughs> you're, no, you're an old lady library. 
So, so the hot boy rides up. Hot boy rides up. He was smoking. Is he? Um, I, yeah, find, he was. I, I wasn't as attracted to him. Wow, another smoke show. Yeah, he was super hot. This might be the male smoke show of the week. All right. I would argue. Wow. His muscles were super toned. He was. He didn't make an impact hot. on me. I, yeah, I I'll can't have to remember go back and look. him. Well, beard, just trust me. Did he have he a beard? He was hot. I think he's clean shaven. Um, um, anyway. Okay. Obviously, three out of the four of us totally agree with he you. He had scruff. Clean shave is not the right word. He had scruff. It wasn't a beard. Okay. You have a beard. It's true. A great beard, by the way. Thank you. You have a beard. I have an okay beard. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole point of this episode is I not have hair that, in my face because I don't have no hair. It's not it's not that he's hot. The point of this is they have somewhere to go. Because they're all hot. And yeah, dying. Because they're all hot and dying of dehydration. Different hot. Um this is where we get the title of the episode kind of introduced in dialogue where he says, Karth, we can go there. He's got some pouches of water. Danny turns to trusty old Jorah and says, what do you know of this place? And his response is what? Uh, just that the area around their walls is called the Garden of Bones. Yeah. Because every time the Karthine shut their gates on a traveler, the garden grows. That's right. Yeah. How do you feel about Jorah? <laughs> I like Jorah. You like Jorah. Yeah. What do you like about Jorah? Um, I like twisty older men figures. Okay. Because daddy issues. That tracks. But I enjoy him. Yeah. Have you have like you gotten Jorah. to Jorah in the books? No. Okay. I feel it like he's a, I feel like he's creepier in the books. He is kind of know. creepy in the books. Yeah. I like I like TV show Jorah. Maybe I shouldn't. I feel no, like I know no. that I, I like shouldn't, but I too. like him. I don't no, there's think, no reason not to like Jordan. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we've been given a reason to not like him. I mean, the slave thing. Yeah, I mean, the slave thing isn't great. Well, it's not phenomenal, but it's not I mean, the... It was, it was better than killing them. We've already had this conversation. It's not the worst thing we've yeah. ever seen. Well, I think I like I like the idea of like him partnering with Danny because she's so the opposite. Yes. And yeah. it does seem like Jorah is sorry for that. Yeah. Oh, totally. I just, not that that makes it much better, but at least he's not defending it like I am. Yeah, right. Seems like he has recognized his wrongs and is willing to own up to them and and change it, which is always a great quality yeah. in somebody. Well, and I think the time spent with Danny is kind of shaping him into more of the protector, not necessarily father, but like wiser, older male figure in her life. Yeah, the father. So it was a brief yep. books. <laughs> it was a brief moment. Um, obviously, it, you know, it's it just provides a little sliver of hope for Danny and and the Dothraki horde as they're described later. Totally. Which lol. And, and Danny like kind of does that too, like horde. <laughs> um. So then we jump straight to Heron Hall for the first time. Which so the opening had Heron Hall in it. Heron Hall and Karth. And Karth. Heron Hall didn't move. It doesn't I, that, move. That I remember. But I loved that because then they introduced that it yeah. was melted by dragon fire. And I was like, oh, I wonder if they did that on purpose or if I just missed something. So now I kind of want to go back and watch it again. No, they did good. That was, I was it, like, oh, it's, that's cool. It's perfect. I was actually, I actually explained that history to Emily because she was, you know, it, it didn't have the same effect on her. I mean, that, that kind of, that introduction, mm -hmm. it feels a little, it does feel a little forced, like, in the show right of introducing hair and all and they'll they'll go into it later so i don't i'm not going to go into it on the show but um but yeah I, in the that's on purpose on in the opening um because it's just a it's a dead desolate we've you know, heard little fingers say castle. that it's haunted right we talked or, about it last episode and it definitely looks that way it looks cool 
but mm. it doesn't look like somewhere I'd want to live. Um, then yeah. as they're approaching, we get the line, uh, what's that smell? Dead, Dead people, people. Dead people, which is ominous. Uh, then there's a, a brief moment where we see Arya going to sleep. And did y'all pick up on, did you pick up on this specifically? The what she was doing? She's, yeah. yeah. So that's a callback to Yorin. Yorin. And the story that he provided for like the name. And he said, Joffrey, that Cersei, Ilan Payne, the Hound. Correct. And then Joffrey, that's Cersei, it. That's it. Well, Ilan Payne, the Hound. That's it. The scene continues. That's later. Right. Well, no, now we jump to Cat uh, and Littlefinger. Bold move by Littlefinger, by the way. Very bold. bold. <laughs> Very quick to say. <laughs> Fate has given us. Hey, your chance. husband died a few episodes <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah. And I know because I have him here with me. He's here. He well, told me and, we'd be a good match. And she, even before he said this, before he shot his shot, he, she said, You betrayed him. Uh, and then he proceeds to, you know, you betrayed our faith with treachery. And he responds with, Fate has given us this chance. What the fuck, dude? He, so when he walks in, the first thing she says is, how dare you? And it's that like, it's that kind of how dare you of like, you even breathe yeah. around me. And I, I felt the same how way. Dare you? I felt how dare you. What is that? What am I thinking of that that uh, quote? If you know this quote that I'm thinking of, please call the hotline because it's going to drive me nuts. But th- there's a quote where someone's like, you know, two things. One, how dare you? And then two, and then he, you know they go on from there. Like, but it, it, it's kind of a who do you think you are kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll ask Daniel tomorrow. So he'll know. Uh, Shout out to Daniel. It was obviously yep. relatively brief. Then then he brings in the Silent Sisters. I should say, bring in the remains of Ned. Uh, we don't see that, but it's all laid out for us that that's probably what it is. And. I'm just I'm really I'm loving having out. someone else drinking here with me now. Jo- Justin does. I almost called you Joffrey. <laughs> Joffrey does drink also. I'll quit. Justin does, I'll quit this Justin does have one or right two now. one or two beers with me on a weekly basis. But Lydia is just is Let's going hang. in and we're having a great time. Yeah, I'm I don't know where I'm at in this bottle. Of wine, I'm just it's, out it's getting in there. I'm out. O.U.T. If you want to go grab me more, I should have asked. Do you want something? It's okay. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. Um. So then, uh, you know, it's a it's a moment where she tells him to get out. She has a moment with the remains, but it was a nice gesture. What do you think she's gonna do with him? Bury the (laughs) things got yeah things got bury them in the crypt. Get out. The last time we saw him, his head was on a spike and his mouth was a little bit like, yeah. I, that's the, the sound effect for the face you're making. I'm glad they didn't show it because I can't imagine that was a pleasant sight. No, that's the unnatural. What was? What did Lauren say? The unnatural stuff. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the yeah. untraditional, untraditional oral sex was yeah. about to happen. I, mean, I was imagining that they were probably wrapped in something and is, not just like hanging out in the on. box. You're moving on too quickly. Is sex with a corpse the unnatural <laughs> stuff that Lauren was talking about? I mean, I is that's that? what I'm saying. Necrophilia? Is that what it is? Necrophilia? Yes, that's yeah, I believe so. I'm very I'm proud not of you. Super versed. Well, I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty experienced. <laughs> yeah, you live in I'm the deep dark. I'm an experienced woman. You live in the Lauren deep dark say. under under of the internet. Well, Nick wants to fuck <laughs> cartoon characters, so great with your Waluigi. <laughs> so anyway, so we get that moment. Maybe Cat fuck Ned's corpse. <laughs> 
who knows? I'm she guessing found, she didn't. She found the Garden of Bone. <laughs> she made a I'm Garden sorry, of Bone. We yeah. found the Garden of Bone. Man, that might be why this episode is called. I like, like I said. Oh, true. Um, um, does Calvin ever? Did she actually ever like Baelish? I haven't experienced that. We're like, not led to believe this far. When they were kids, he was her closest confidant. But like friends, right? He was like a kid. Absolutely. Yeah, this he was, was like a Lily Potter and Snape situation. Never liked that's a, that is a really, really good uh, anal- uh, metaphor. This is like every girl that I was friends with growing up situation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This <But> got sad. <laughs> you're welcome. You're a great friend. Oh, I love you me. like a brother. <laughs> yeah. That's that, you, some girl's the, gonna be really lucky right. one day. If Sorry, only I could find a great guy like Lily you. Potter and Snape is really good. Um, but yeah, closest confidant when they were kids. It doesn't seem like that was ever really returned. Um, and I think that I think that the it seems like the main reason why Baelish is so into cat is the status. Okay, yeah, because whenever he's like, even when he's saying the words, it just feels like he's saying it. Like it doesn't feel like he's actually attracted to her. I mean, who? Really? Who would be? I don't hate Callan the way that I think <laughs> at least you two do. But I don't I don't feel the vibes. Well, which, he's which two on his hatred of cat. I have gotten, gotten less Not anti. You, Thank you. I've gotten less anti cat. Um I'll say I, it. Watching it fuck with cat. Watching with Emily has, <laughs> not has like, opened not that like up. Not like fuck cat, yeah, but like no, clearly. Fuck cat. I haven't gotten better on that side Wait, of the Wait, is that what you mean yeah. when you talk about Joffrey? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, I I think to simply wrap up with a nice bow, the answer, in my opinion, to your question, just is, like Ned's parts were in that box. I don't think that she ever it's it's she ever reciprocated the feelings. I do think that there was a time when he romantically did care for her. I think he's been through a lot of shit in that regard and is now in more in love with power than anything else. And, but I do think that there was a time where he did, and I don't think that it's we're led to believe that she ever reciprocated that. She was always infatuated with Stark boys, but uh, not Ned at first, right? She didn't really. No, well, she was originally promised to Brand, right. yeah. which I can't imagine like being super jazzed about the brother. I don't know. Brandon was described as being like this. Uh, oh, actually, no. Uh, Littlefinger describes him like a. Uh, he says a, a jaw like an anvil. Like you know, he he does, and and that. I can't I mean, damn. imagine being. Bro- if the jaw's like an anvil, what do you think it is below the waist? Uh, it's a jackhammer. Plop. I can't. I'm so sorry, Lydia. It could uh, be I, an anvil. A and, jackhammer and an anvil. And I, I don't have know so if that's many brothers. You attractive. don't realize. But just, More brothers than I know. How many brothers do you have? Seventeen. Three of mine, and then I married into three. I have lots of brothers. All right, lots of bros. I um yeah, I can't imagine that <laughs> jaw like an anvil and a dick like a jackhammer. <laughs> you just said that. We just had to keep going, didn't we? Well, I just popped back in. Oh, I apologize. Nick wanted to go back into the bubble. He loves That's, Jackhammer. I wanted to think players. about that a little bit more. <laughs> so after that, uh, we go back. To, we go back to Heron Hall where we meet the Mountain in his other element. We've seen him before in the tournament. Last time we saw him, he was about to strike. He was about to. He was about to chop Loras Tyrell in half. I mean, let's just be honest. He he had just come off of chopping the head off of his horse, and then he was swinging that same sword with that same anger and energy at Loras. I can't imagine that little skimpy boy would have lasted, but I digress. Uh, we see him, um, and then we see kind of the scene where, you know, it's kind of they're describing the picking process. 
He comes and ends up picking this guy. Hot what? Pie. Like, Arya pe- looks at Hot himself. Pie like, what are you doing? And Hot Pie says, he looks at him every day. And that's why he never gets picked. And then the he gets picked. Picks him. And then Hot Pie pees himself. Pisses himself. S- same, by the yeah. way. I would have 100%. Now, I wouldn't have been there staring at the ha- at the mountain. I would have been hiding behind Arya, probably. Um, but then we get uh, the rat interrogation is what I wrote down. Yeah, so if you've have you guys ever seen Bad Boys, the movie? Okay, so yes. you have. Yes. Wow, nice. That's I've seen great. Bad Boys one and two. Okay, so Bad Boys is one of the one the one of the first times that I've ever seen this torture, and uh, it happens in a nightclub in the, one of the back rooms of a nightclub, and they put the rat in the bucket, they heat up the bucket. Now, what's exciting about that is they actually about that specific scene is that they actually explain it. And the explanation is that as the bucket heats up, the rat tries to find a way out. Well, there's only one way out. He can't go through the bucket, so he goes down. And so or or in this case, forward. out or forward. And so, you know, the only way to get through that is start to start to bite, start to dig and burrow and, and go th- straight through. That's the explanation to it. And I, I found it, you know, necessary to go back to the bad boys thing because that's the original one that I can remember. Isn't this like that celebrity with like the hamster in the tube situation? No, that was a very different situation, Lydia. You are aware that that is a different situation. I just wanted to talk about it. And I'm annoyed that I'm the only (laughs) other person that understands what you're talking about. Someone let us and the listeners in. Well, now we're here. Keith. So, Lydia. um, No, no, no. We get Keith every week. Lydia, you explain. (laughs) I actually don't know. I don't know people's names. I mean, I don't know any of the names. I don't know who did Lydia this. Lydia just doesn't want to do it. You right. brought it up, so it, you own this. There was a celebrity who had like a sexual thing with like hamsters and a tube and certain orifices and things. So that's also like what came to mind. Which right. orifices? I think I'm just thinking the one, the, right? The dugout. Okay, yeah. I'm about that's to this shit. Yeah, it was a thing on like South Park did a thing about it. I don't think oh, it was real. It's great. like an urban legend, but yeah. Who was it? Celebrity. Come on. Fucking hamster <laughs> tubes. I don't know if that's the right hamster tube. I would have loved to watch that South Park episode because that that's one of the things about South Park that I loved. Like they just went after everyone. Every yep. single person, every single celebrity, every single, you know, political figure. They just went after them and it's great. I really I don't know if you you mentioned South Park episode. Do you watch South Park? I don't. I'm aware of it in the if anybody's wondering, it. that's not the word. thing to... No, I was going to tell you, those are not <laughs> the search Google words. Google those search words. I adjusted it to celebrity hamster tube, and still the only thing that comes up are horrible triple X videos. Featured celebrity tube porn video. I'm not going to help you. I'll call in. I'll later. figure Yes, <laughs> Yes, please do. And if you know what Lydia is referencing, if you want to call in before her, you're more than welcome to. I Keith can't... knew what I was talking about. This isn't just something weird that I've created. Ooh, Keith is sacrificing his find it. algorithms for... <laughs> Keith, uh, I wouldn't. Um, so then we get the moment where Arya adds names to her list. Keitherson? I'm sorry, what? Do you... Oh, remember? yes, we add... Uh, Who do we add? Started with a P. I mentioned him last episode. Porridge. Actually. I don't. I know. have a little one that lives in my house. Just add a P in front of it. Poliver. I was like Paddos. I have an yeah. I have an Oliver, <laughs> and then we have a P in front of it. Poliver gotcha. and so you have Hot Pie's P in front of it. Hot Pie Hot Pie's P plus 
Second name, do you remember? I don't. Do you remember? Is this not the first episode where we get Arya's prayer? I thought this was the first one. This is, is the first one, but, but she in does the last two different ones. There was a one. scene where you were oh. out of the room for a sec. Sorry. It's okay. Wait, so who do we have already? So so far we have Joffrey, Cersei, Ellen Payne, the Hound. Now we have Polliver and I don't remember. It's okay, Nick. The mountain. And the, oh, mountain. the mountain. No, she had already said the mountain. No, before. she had negative. It was buddy. Joffrey, Cersei, Ellen Payne, the Hound. And then after oh, she experiences the, hound, the mountain the choosing mountain. people. Yes. And then Polliver, you know, hits that lady and so he gets on the, He gets on the list. But she so, was also the one that, that uh killed Lamy, so Thank you. So then we are over to the Stormlands where we see Renly and Stannis face off. Now but before we get to that <laughs> what? Are you gonna tell us about the celebrity this, with the hamster tube? Uh I don't know this word. H O A R Y. Ori. Ori. Is that a? It's what this article says. Urban legend reports a celebrity was taken to the hospital emergency room to have a gerbil removed from his rectum. <laughs> yes. Gerbil taken to hospital. It says false. But Who's the celebrity though? That's what we were trying to figure year out. Twenty-six-year-old male. Say. Richard Gere. Oh, Richard Gere. Yes. That sounds horrible. The idea. Wait. That the it's not true. Who's but... Richard Gere? I don't know. Is that Holy. not the guy that did Family Feud for all those years? Yes. Holy shit, this is brutal. Oh my oh my god. The idea I'll just read this line. The idea is that the gerbil suffocates. It scratches and claws at the lining of the rectum, providing an intense sensation to the patient. The rodent should then have been defecated, but the swelling and bleeding had caused the retention <laughs> of the animal. Anyway. What if you shit a hamster? <laughs> Imagine that's shitting what, a hamster. That's what they're saying. Right. That's that, what I'm saying. It, Just urban, imagine shitting a hamster. Urban legend says that that's false. I wouldn't put it past some Hollywood people. I really thought that line was going to land in this group, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry to derail. Let's just continue. I'm sorry to not pick up on... Richard Gere is not the guy who hosted Family Feud. Who's Richard Gere? I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was either. No. Are you going to tell me who he was? Yeah, he's an actor that uh, that you've you've definitely seen before. Yeah, he looks familiar. Yeah. He fucked a hamster, apparently. <laughs> Clearly. Or a hamster. No, the hamster <laughs> fucked him. He yeah. was married to Cindy Crawford for four years. Oh, he was fucking Pretty Woman. That was it. That was the guy. Yeah, he was the the. He was fucking a Pretty Woman. Well, he was fucking Pretty. No, but he was pretty. He was the guy in Pretty Woman, like the um the the guy who you never seen Pretty Woman. So. Well, you should probably do that. But Wikipedia says he was a sex symbol in 1980. Yeah, he was Probably a pretty woman. Infatuation with gerbils. Is he was the in, bubble? Uh, Am I in the bubble? He was in, in the bubble. Congratulations. Gigolo. So also in... So Julia Roberts is pretty woman, right? Mm-hmm. He was in that. He was in Runaway Bride with Julia Roberts as well. Do you have a picture of him? I just closed it. This He's is a great so, so podcast. Right. Yeah, we're going to keep talking. <laughs> um, so... There you go. Rinley and Stannis. Ew. So they're obviously having a conversation here. Uh, they're kind of, kind of confronting each other. I mean, they are confronting each other, but it's in a weird. It's a weird dynamic. I really like this scene. It's the meeting before a battle. It's the. It's the. Is there any other way to work this out besides us fucking each other up? And um, and you know, you add the fact that they're brothers, and add the fact that they are, uh, you know, they both feel like they're well equipped for this battle. Which Stannis seems like maybe you're wrong Over, about that. Overconfident. Yeah. Um, 
That's but yeah, what think, that's what you think Stannis is telling Renly, or you think Stannis is ill-equipped to handle? No, I think Stannis is ill-equipped to handle Renly's army. But um, but no, it's just a, it's it's an interesting pre-battle meet of. Well, like, Stannis is clearly by far the most tactical of the two, and it's not even close. But I enjoy Stannis in this interchange. I do too. I kind of feel like Renly w- was totally the little brother, like clowning on him the whole time. And I felt like, I would love to hear your take, Lydia, uh, didn't seem to be taking it super seriously. Did you think, and here's here's the thought that I had, I feel like he kind of thought that Stannis was going to let him go because he's his brother. Did you feel that? I don't know. I didn't get a strong feeling that way, but I it did remind me, again, as someone who has a lot of brothers, it reminded me of just like two brothers fighting which was kind of funny and Renly I just love Renly he has a lot of good one-liners he does he's very funny he he even mentions like you know Stannis is talking about my claim and Melisandre was like he's born of salt and smoke and blah 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 salt and smoke what is he a ham ham? yes by the way I need a smelty smoky ham by the way since we're here firefighter of the week on the female side of the things because apparently mm-hmm. that's in play now is, i didn't give you the green light for that. <laughs> oh so now you're telling me i'm wrong is melisandre it's not even close you say that every she wears a red dress every week and yeah, she looks really. smoking hot every week she had the best outfit of any woman we saw on the show who i would love to hear your take on somebody else but who comes close i mean we talked about marjorie marjorie that uh, cone, <laughs> the cone of shame ain't gonna get her there she won last week. What are you talking about? Melisandre didn't win last week. Did we see Melisandre last week? Yeah. I like, I like our oh, yeah, battlefield briefly. queen covered in blood sawing off a leg. That's my fire fit. Of I'm the telling week. you. It's she, pretty hard. She's the smoke show of the week. I say it's the fire fit. I don't know. I don't know if I can get past the blood. I don't know if I had the same reaction to the blood that Rob did. It didn't get so the, if the blood's blood gone, flowing for me. Some people are into that. Some people are into that. You're correct. Right. Dude, I got her pulled up, man, and on the, in that specific scene. Talisa? I gotta tell you, no, Firefit is not she's not deserving of Firefit in that scene. Melisandre? First off, this is a shit picture. By the way, bud. Melisandre. No, Melisandre, sorry. Find a better picture. Because that's a shit one. What are you doing? Uh, you could take you could take any picture of any person ever and be like, eh, that look like shit there. What about this one with Paula Dean? Uh, I saw that when it scrolled down. I saw it. <laughs> Paula Dean fixed on Melisandre <laughs> and Guy Fieri on Stannis. I'll pass guys, that around for the class. No, my love for Guy Fieri. Yeah, Lydia, Lydia loves Guy Fieri. Very funny. You do? Yes. yes. You love In his what food? Way? Or you, what, what about? Just, is it the spiked it's, hair? It's is him. It the, it's all it's of the, just, It started... Is it the flame button-down shirt that he wears? It's all of it. It started ironically, but now it's true. I love. Isn't it funny when jokes turn into reality? Yeah, it's like that TikTok trend. He's also just like a good person. Shut up, (laughs) He's been raising a lot of money for restaurants during the pandemic and shit. Like he's just a good person, and I love him very much. Have you eaten a guy's chicken? What's it called? Chicken guy. Chicken Chicken guy. It was all right. I've eaten. I'm like slowly working my way through all of his triple D Orlando spots. I don't know anything about this, but I love food. He has restaurants in Orlando. No, no, no. He, so no the, the triple D diners, drive-ins, and dives. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. He like visits local restaurants, and he's been to lots of places in Orlando. I've been to the potato one. Yes, I've been to Saigon Noodle. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've been to any other ones. Was not wasn't Seven Bites Super Rico one one? 
Oh, I think lights. No way he did Super Rico. Super Rico. I thought I thought it was. We have. What do you know about Super Rico? I know everything from him. Super Rico is my favorite restaurant in Orlando. Yeah. You we like go. Super Rico? Wait, Super Rico? Yeah, in Orlando. What are yeah. you talking about? The Colombian place. We're what do you know about place. Super Rico? No, Super Rico is a place in Atlanta, and that's what I thought you were talking about. Super Rico is uh, a Colombian place in downtown Orlando. Uh, it's my it's favorite. Very restaurant good. In if, you, all of if you've never been, you should go. I haven't been. Okay. What is I it? I thought they did one on Super Rico. It's we're, pizza. Mm. Oh no, this is not. This is Colombia. We should take okay. a field trip we to should. Atlanta or to yes. yeah. Which one? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we should add it to the list. Maybe I'm down. We're going to Atlanta. We'll record from Super Rico one day. Which Super Rico? All of them. Both. So me and Lydia the- will go to Atlanta. <laughs> you guys go to Orlando, and we'll zoom in together. Uh, Lydia, right. if you didn't know, you were in the bubble. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is the bubble. I think I'm adding to the problem of long. I've just learned to episodes. accept it. Isn't it comforting? No. I like long podcast episodes. Like this, though? Yeah. Okay. I listen to at least like two hours of podcasts. That's why today, she's her only so. picture. <laughs> right. I mean, she listens to this one and is on it now. So this one's going to easily be two and a half. We might push three because we have two Ooh. pages left of notes. We've made it two pages, by the way. And we have um, two left? Yeah. So we uh, should, we should make this a two. I I think your fire no fit of the week is under protest, motherfucker. Like I'm, I'm so not, I, so I pre- like so present somebody else. I will. Here's the thing: it's not that Melisandre had the greatest outfit in the show. It's that she had the greatest outfit of any woman in this episode. Okay. The cone of shame is not doing it for me. Okay. Also, I just want to put it out there to all three of you. It's my fire fit of the week. Yeah, but you put so it out for everyone. So all three of you can go fuck yourselves. But it, I'm happy to hear. Opposing arguments. I don't think you... I gave you mine, and you denied it. She has a cone of shame. It's just not... No, no. What's her face in the battlefield? Talisa, the blood just doesn't... It just doesn't get me there. I'm sorry. I'm not that kind of person. It's... I apologize. I'm not apologizing for that. Nick, do you have somebody you want to submit? I'm working on it. Okay, do you have someone you want to submit? I I did, and you didn't like it, so that's fine. No, Sandra? Oh, I mean, uh, I Talisa? Know. Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. I don't know his name, but he's one of the, the 13 at Karth. The guy who ends up cutting himself for Danny. Yeah, his but he's name? a guy. Zaro Zohan Doxos. He has a good outfit. He, they I'd all, say. They all have that's pretty great that's, a, that's a male one. I haven't, a man, I haven't made it to the male fire for yeah. the week, homie. Sorry. Yeah, let the women shine here, Lydia. Yeah, we're all men, about supporting Men want to. Men have enough shine on them. So my... The originator of Firefit of the Week, my pick for the woman of the week mm-hmm. is Melisandre. Okay, that's fine. The red. Because we have so few women to pick from. It really, it, honestly, it is. It is. Danny looks like trailer trash. She, Her lips are so chapped. Oh my it's God, really it's really so bothering brutal. me. Just put yeah. some Vaseline on those like puppies. Something, anything. Um, she looked rough. Cat looks like cat. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sansa was was having her clothes ripped off, like she wasn't in a in a great state. Roz had I, clothes on for a little bit. Roz, but, but it, not, they weren't fire fit. Clothes. She doesn't look look great, in my opinion. I know some people are like into it, but it's. I just think that she looks elegant. I like the red hair with the red uh, uh, dress and the the thing. The necklace that she wears is cool. In my opinion, she wins. But if we come across someone else, I'm happy to listen to arguments. You're just wrong. Um, so they, they get into the whole conversation. Uh, Stannis is talking about, you know, basically I'm the king. I've got, I've got the claim and Renly comes back with the whole wall denies it. Uh, and he mentions a couple of places that you don't fully know yet. Mm -hmm. Um, and he says, no one wants you for their king. 
And I kind of felt like that was the moment, in my opinion, where Stannis was like, I'm done with this shit. Like, you know what? This is... Because Stannis doesn't seem to be... Renly seems like... We've seen it already. He he seems like someone who can take a jab. He doesn't get super butthurt about stuff. But Stannis seems like if you cross him one time, it's over. He's marking you off his list, and you're you're dead to him. Which, uh, what's the guy from Shark Tank? Mr. Wonderful, you're mm-hmm. dead to me. Stannis has that vibe to me. He, he also doesn't seem like he has a sense of humor. He does not, all. no. Um. So then, you know, Kat steps in and is talking about, you know, like you guys are fighting like brothers, but then they get into the conversation about the bolts of cloth. And uh, Renly has a really, really, really great line, in my opinion, where he talks about the, the men holding those bolts of cloth will make me king. And it felt like based on everything that we know, and I think you maybe mentioned it earlier, he's kind of right. Like, if you if you play the numbers, if you look at what's going on in the two scenarios at play, it kind of seems like Renly has the support of people. Stannis does not. Mm-hmm. And when you come down to it, Renly's probably going to win that battle. I want to get into predictions and hear from you guys. Like, what do you think is going to... Well, not you. <laughs> what do you think is going to come Yeah, from, you shut up. Yeah. I like, screwed myself. Damn yeah, I told you not to. <laughs> um, then you watch four more seasons. <laughs> what do you, Keith, think that's going to happen when it when inevitably these four two more face seasons. Off? That's funny. Um, well, I think the end of the show uh, taints my opinion of this a little bit. I like how you worked the word taint in there. I, I didn't try to, but I, With after the gerbil, I, the gerbil and the taint. Yeah, after I said it, I figured you might enjoy that one, Nick. Um, Always. Yes. Nick enjoys taints. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, whatever came out of her will probably tip the battle uh, towards Stannis a little bit. I so think. based on everything that we know, based on everything you know, I should say. That's me. You think that Stannis is going to win this battle. I don't I don't know if he's going to win because I don't know what that thing is and I don't know if it's unkillable or what it's going to do. It certainly didn't seem fun if you're the enemy. No, I don't think anyone will appreciate it showing up in their camp, but I don't know if... That's what I assume that the angel it. of death looks like or looked like we in, in ancient Egypt. <laughs> I'm so tired. I of love this. Shit. this. I'm so this tired. Is my favorite. Why are you tired ancient, of this? Ancient Egypt. Do you want to have that conversation? We have the plagues. Right yeah. We have the plagues and the tenth plague being right. the angel of death, where the firstborn is you know killed in every household or mm-hmm. have the blood on the door. Right. I'm. That's what I assume. Is this just like that's what we learned in this our kids? Grudge about. looking motherfucker just like flopping. Do you their know that hands, I've never seen the grudge flopping their hands towards the the door with and they they see no no sheep's blood. And they just flop their hands in, and they just keep flopping, and then dead. You're mixing Japanese horror with uh, <laughs> Israel. That's what I saw. That's what I see. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was it was more. I was gonna say mythology, but I don't Did know you if hear people me? would. Uh, yeah, you heard me. Yeah, I was okay. gonna say Israel Israelite mythology, but I don't know if people think that's a bad way to describe that. Oh, I love <laughs> the Old it. Testament as yeah. Israelite mythology. Well, well, I mean, it's, it's not, pretty. It's, it's pretty. Yeah. It's like how the word consequences isn't necessarily a negative word. No, it's not. People see it as a negative. You see, word. yeah, mythology is right. a negative word because it has myth in it, and well, yeah, some I think, people think that, that all this stuff actually happened. I'm not saying some people. I'm not saying I'm not. Shit, <laughs> we're doing that now. I'm not saying I'm not one of those people. I do tend to to more towards the poetic version of events in some in some uh, some pieces, but I also. 
I've got, a, I've got a shovel right here. I feel like I have going. a shovel that I'm just... <laughs> just no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. No, I'm Keep just... Going. Uh, yeah, but I see what you mean. Like, like some people would take, would take offense to the word mythology if you do that. But you're right. That's exactly what Israel... You know, the Old Testament is. is Israelite mythology for the most part. Um, right. I guess Hebrew is probably a better word. And yeah. I just kept saying Israelite because I couldn't think of a word, but... Hebrew, it seems like the right word. Yeah. Um, anyway, no, no, Angel, of Death, Angel of Death is also what climbed out of Melisandre. Right. So we're not even at that. Yeah, scene. you guys are getting ahead of ourselves. Here. That's true. I was gonna well, say I feel like the show. it looks more like uh, like a symbiote from like Venom or something. Mm. Can't wait for Venom too. We are on to Karth. <laughs> <laughs> we're on to Karth. Um, by the way, poor B-T-W. poor poor casting choice in my opinion. On the main leader of the thirteen, the spice guy. Yes. Leader of the thirteen. I disagree too. Here's yeah. what I mean. Let's hear. I it. think he's perfect. I think this show is very heavily cast uh, with white people. Well, we this did was see our second. Well, black yeah, person. he's not going to change. This was an e. <laughs> this was an easy opportunity for them to introduce some diversity in the show and the cast. This is a foreign land. I don't think he's portrayed as white as 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 black in the book. I think he's portrayed as white. I'm just saying. But he even could have been like Middle Eastern. He or could have been anything. I probably yeah, would have got yeah Middle Eastern would have been. I good. didn't say black. I just said diver- well, introduce some diversity. You're, you're right. You're right. I, they, they I said, said yeah. this was our second black person. Right. Yeah. So maybe go yeah, ahead. Got me on the black train. No, I just like that's something that you guys brought up Choo-choo. in the last episode. Like, why are there that. so many white people? So many. <laughs> it would be like so easy. <laughs> To not just have white people. And this is, this is a perfect moment for that, in my opinion. That's kind of what I'm yeah. saying. Like, Well, and they a, did it with the soldiers. Yes, there have been so many perfect moments. Yeah, and the, I mean, I guess the Dothraki are... Sort of. Sort of. But some of them are white. Some of them are white. Like the, the girl that uh, uh, Viserys got, Danny. That's She's not Dothraki. I yeah. understand. Again, she's white, though. But they could introduce... I'm just saying there's moments in which the show could have diversified itself and chose not to. They Now, I'm saying the guy who played the role of the Spice guy killed the, 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 okay. the role. Yeah, okay, that, I, I thought that's what you were saying. No, that, no, that he, did a, he did a great job portraying the role, but so, saying, could, so could have any person of color could have yeah. e- executed that in phenomenal fashion. It probably would have been better when, when you bring in like spices and shit like that. Like That seems mm-hmm. like a... More of a diverse. It's exotic. Sort of, yeah. You're you're in a foreign land. Like everybody in Westeros is white. So why does everybody across the sea in a in a foreign the place? The thirteen have to be white? themselves look pretty diverse, though. They did, but the one speaking for them was the white guy. I haven't. So like I haven't finished the the TV series, but is there ever a main character that's a person of color, like a really truly main character? Truly main character? No, but the ones that I would I would describe as fairly fairly main and have and have their own storylines there are okay. there are some prominent characters that are not uh, have i met them already no i, okay. I don't know where okay. you're at in season six. Oh, season true. six like episode three yeah but, you have you've met a couple of them okay but but probably hasn't been hasn't developed their storylines not yet. fully yeah but you've met okay. them okay 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 um I just I, I like to take opportunities because it's something that i i think that we've missed the mark on as a culture honoring you know opportunities for diversity and this is one that we i think i think the show missed the mark on he, this easily could have been 
a not white dude, but they chose to have the one speaker for the 13 to be a white dude. Well, like, and I don't, I don't hate the casting because he ends up being like not a great guy. So yeah. it would suck for like one That's of the true. few people of color to, to be, be a villain. villain. That's true. <laughs> Which is kind of a trope. So like, I'm fine with it in that. Sense. Yeah, that's a that's a good thought that I hadn't thought of. Um, Boom! So I got got really Nick. You were right all along. <laughs> yeah, that was a long way to get to Nick's right. Um, so they have a conversation. More it's, white people being bad guys. You obviously yeah. get that the thirteen are here for the dragons, much like he. Yeah, here for the dragons and nothing else. The, I care about the dreadforts. Wormans. Wormans. Yeah. I I invited you guys. I invited you here because I want to see those dragons. I invited you. Us three. three here. I, I thought you were talking about Lydia. No, Lydia. No, no. <laughs> and I was like, where the fuck are the dragons, Lydia? He's basically <laughs> telling her, like, show me the dragons or nothing, but also really not leading me to believe that even if he saw the dragons, that he's really going to, like, I mean, he's saying he believes her, like, right. but he really doesn't. Well, he, I mean, you've got those four lines of soldiers there against the Dothraki horde. Like, right, a bunch of dying, older right. people. Okay, here are my dragons. All right, cool, they're my dragons now. Bye. Exactly. Yeah, seriously. Live in like, the Garden of Bones with right. Nick. Yeah. So, Welcome um, to my bedroom. she mentions, there, there's a scene that almost feels like a throwaway but it caught my attention where she's talking about, uh, you know, wh- how do you treat a guest this way? Where I come from, and he responds with, "Maybe well, you should go back to where you come from. Maybe you should go back there." And it, I even this time watching through, it just kind of jolts me like, "Oh shit!" Like he he's pretty crafty. His dialogue is well written, in my opinion. It's mm-hmm. well delivered. Um, he's kind of right. Like, okay, don't come here and. You're you're asking me for something. Don't come here and do it with this attitude. But then, do you think this was a an easy out for George and the writers of the show to not give this person a name? Like, what what's your name, sir? Oh, it's it's too long and and it's impossible for foreigners to pronounce. Like, does he have a name in the books? I can't remember. I don't. I I, I can't imagine that they would not. And if you know the answer to this, call into the hotline. But I can't imagine that they would just not have his name in the show. You know, it's pretty Googleable. If you ask me, yeah. that did annoy me because, like, I wanted to talk about him, but when I was rewatching it, I was like, okay, I wrote down like Spice Guy. Spice Guy. I was like, yeah, my name's weird too, but not guess as, what? We still say it. So. Not as great as the Spice Girls. That's true. Yeah. Which which Maybe spice would he would be? Would he be <laughs> unnamed member? Unnamed backup vocalist. Mystery spice. <laughs> says, Ooh, I like that mystery spice. It says no. Yeah. The internet just says no. Internet just is it? It uh, just says no. Do you think no. we just got tired of naming people? Oh, for sure. I would get tired of naming. They probably people. named him Jeffrey, and they were like, "Sir, that's way too close <laughs> way to too Joffrey." Close. And he was like, "Whatever." By way the way, too easy to pronounce. Right. There's a person who's known as the spiciest man in the world. Sean Evans. Keith Lauren is his name. (laughs) And he's a person of color. He would have a Keith name. Yeah. So anyway, so this scene I think is is pretty good. It's a pretty good scene. Um Danny's obviously hesitant to show her she looks back at the horse that have the has the dragons on it and she's hesitant to to reveal them. I think that she And Jorah says, be careful. Like don't don't do anything stupid here. Um, and then we have Zarazu on Doxos. 
Yeah, so he he steps up. He has a really great line where he says, "She's the mother of dragons. You expect her uh, to watch her people starve without breathing some fire." And it's I good. just I thought that because I'm I'm like waiting for something to develop. I feel like up until this point, it kind of feels like Danny came all this way and she's going to be turned away. The thirteen are all standing there. They're not sit. They're letting this guy speak for them. It felt like that was the resolution. That was the end. And then Zarnzo and Doxus steps up and says, "Like, do and you, are you threatened by a little girl? And she's the mother of dragons. Do you he really says it's ex- not very becoming of the greatest city that ever was and ever will be um, to you know to turn people away. Uh, and then he also mentions that he himself was considered a savage when he came to Karth. So pretty, I mean, you great. You know, uh, we get speaking of diversity." Uh, we understand the concept of the "quote unquote" white savior quite a bit. We get a different a different look at that. Black here. Jesus, yeah, we black Jesus. Black. Thank God, uh, he invokes Thank Sumai. Thank God for Black Jesus. Thank God for Black Jesus. Amen. Yeah, bro. Anyway, we don't have to do that. Uh, <laughs> I thought about it. Lydia saw it, the processing. Uh, he invokes Sumai, which is one of the better concepts that we've found thus far in the show. He does have to slice his hand open. I don't really feel interested in participating in that, but he was convicted enough to say, I'm going to do this shit. So then we thankfully can take a deep breath and understand that Danny's going to... He plays like this show and tell with his hand, too. Like, like, look at the shit see? that I just did, bitches. I did it. The blood is real. <laughs> <laughs> I have cut my hand. It's a Borat. <laughs> it's, it's a me, a Borat. I've cut my hand. It's a me. <laughs> it's Borat. a me. Borat. The famous Borat line. <laughs> so the gates open on Karth. We'll never get this. <laughs> what? Have, Have you ever seen, seen Borat? Borat? No. What are I you didn't doing? Hear what you you said. You can ask me like nine out of ten movies, and I will not have seen them. That hurts, Mom. Well, yeah. she works in a library. <laughs> kind they of an issue. They have a lot of movies. They have a lot of movies. She just doesn't rent any. I of just them. don't watch them. Do you hate movies? It's still considered no, renting if it's just, library. She picks bad movies. What do you mean? That horror movie. I didn't pick that movie. That I love horror you. movies. Context, well, that people. Was not context, context, context. What movie are we talking about? I, don't rem- I think it was called It, it, comes, it comes at, at night, night or They Come at Night. I've yeah. seen that. Nothing it trash. Was so bad. Nothing came at night. It's so bad. Yeah. Nothing ever comes Disappointment at night. Disappointment came at night. <laughs> not even The Garden of Bones? Nope. Oh, man. <laughs> not even Keith Winter? Don't know what to tell you. No, Keith Winter definitely came, but I guess it's nighttime right now. Because he's here. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry, Lydia. So apologizing to yeah. Lydia because I just I feel <laughs> the bad. The last person you should apologize. I just feel this bad. Is season two, episode four. She's had a full season and <laughs> three other knows. episodes. She knows what I this know, is. but I feel bad doing it when you're here. <laughs> so it's much easier to be like this anonymously. When I have right. to look next, at you next <laughs> week when we don't have any more patrons. <laughs> the, <laughs> please don't stop. <laughs> so the gates open on Karth and. I it is beautiful. It yes. I don't know about oh yeah you know it but it's it's certainly it's the, the most, best fake drop backdrop they could find. It's certainly the most beautiful place we've seen thus far, and mm-hmm. we've only seen fifteen feet into the gate. But it it gives me a little bit of hope for Danny uh, in the situation that she's found herself in. Obviously, she's no longer wandering aimlessly in the desert like the Israelites, starving and dehydrated. <laughs> right, with their mythology. You did it that time. There's... Since we love talking about like the Bible as mythology, it, and also since I was talking about archetypes, I feel like Danny right now is my Christ figure. 
I don't know. That might change throughout the course. Not your of Moses this. figure. No, like I think that there are, you know, there's like the hero or the dying and the rising god type of <laughs> archetype. And I thought that going into this, it was going to be John, and maybe it will be John at some point. But right now, it's Danny. Like Danny is my my Christ figure. Does anybody else have thoughts on that? I like that as a t-shirt too. Danny, Ooh, Christ. 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 oh shit, we that might it. be the t-shirt. No, she's Danny. literally like breaking chains, and you know. Setting the people free. Yeah, setting the people free and surrounding herself with prostitutes go. and eunuchs and mm -hmm. all sorts of people. I don't know. Yeah, well, no, that's why I was saying Moses as well. Like, and I, I'm not disagreeing sure. with you. The but original, yeah, Jesus, the original Christ figure of of freeing the Israelites from Egypt and walking through the desert. Right. Well, shit, I hate this. This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. What do you mean? I just hate when we. When we Spend talk a lot about of the time Bible. talking about the Bible. I'm talking about the Bible as literature. The Bible uh, yeah. as I, myth. I wish I knew more uh, about the Bible. No, other religions. I can I can give you like Greek and Roman mythology, which is amazing. Yes, and super weird, and I, a little bit of Norse. I do, I do agree with that. Like I think they've done a good job so far of kind of painting Danny in the picture, Christ-like. I guess <laughs> I have a hard time even saying it. But but you're right. They've done a good job of creating her someone with compassion. We're on for the people. same team here. You don't yeah, have okay. to feel I'm really like a super white pro. person <laughs> coming to another country and saving all the people, just right. like Jesus. Right. That's what we fully support. Right. Um, JK. Uh, so Justin Keneal. So Sumai is invoked. Uh, Danny is now welcomed. Blood is shown. Um, the 13, did anybody get a look at the 13? Yeah, one of them is super weird looking. wormy looking dude. So there's a wormy weird looking dude. Yep. Anything else? Or is that that's just how that's how stick out to you? I didn't even see the guy who did Sumai until he like stepped out and I was like, <laughs> where did you come from? There was like one woman, I think just cause she had a head covering, but he, I think the rest of them were. Yeah. He I noticed her even with the head covering. Well, cause she had the head covering. Well, normally that's. <laughs> What, they just blend in the crowds? Well, yeah, that's what the head coverings are for, right? That's right. a good point, actually. Right. That's the whole point of them, I think, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh, they, they were back Danny to is my I was going to say. Yeah. Is she? Danny? Danny is my Lord. Danny is my Christ figure? Is Danny is my it? Savior. Yeah. I fully support Danny's, Danny Christ. Uh, do you think that she's going to have the same arc as I don't know. That's Jesus what I was Christ. saying. I don't know if it'll continue, but just right now. <laughs> what are you doing? We That's look. We I all feel. know famously when Jesus birthed dragons in uh, the no! book of Mark. No, but it's out. Like, who else would you guys put up? For, it's like the in their Christ running. That's like the I, gospel I in fucking. Uh, Da Vinci Code. <laughs> yeah, on the back of the Declaration of Independence, we learn about Jesus birthing the dragons. I think that this would be a fun new bit when we just liken Game of Thrones to Great. Bible characters. This is a different podcast. This is a terrible podcast. We should just do a podcast where we only draw lines Got between it. Game of Thrones so this is, stories. Welcome to our new podcast, Bad I agree Christian with you. Fun. Because I think Melisandre is like the whore of Babylon, but that also is made me for a different podcast. Because she's fucking some dude's wife a husband well, some a, some ladies I, and like venom worse. came out of her yeah so <laughs> so we make our way back to heron hall male firefighter of the week who am i gonna say tywin tywin i mean it's that was not easy. even close that was easy yeah it's not even close disagree i don't disagree i like Renly stood out to me 
Tyrone comes looked, riding in with this oh red God, robe across him good. and the horse. Talk about Christ figure. <laughs> wow. Him? What are we doing? I don't know. Can you stop? He wrote his armor immaculate. The Just red like Jesus. The red sash. He rode in on a white horse. I mean, he's saving the day. He saves Arya. He saves Gendry. He saves all these people. I mean, if there's not another Christ figure that matches that, I'm crazy. So Gandalf. Okay. <laughs> so Gandalf. Wow. He has an incredible opportunity here to establish himself. Obviously, these are Lannister soldiers, but they seem to kind of be operating outside the the eye of Tywin. And he kind of fixes that pretty quickly. Uh, they're kind of like trashing on these prisoners and he does a really creative job. Yeah, they're just wasting manpower. Helping people understand yeah. that this is not what you should be doing. I personally really like Tywin. You like Tywin. I also like Tywin. How do the two of you feel? I'm okay with Tywin. Um, I wish he was better, but I understand he's a Lannister and maybe can't be. He's one of like, I realize that maybe he's a bad character that I'm not supposed to like, but I like him. That's how I feel. I feel like he fit in your four categories. That's where he fits for me. He hasn't done anything that bad, though. No. as terrible. Right. He's he's mean to Tyrion. Right. He's mean to everybody. Yeah, Yeah, but he's especially mean to Tyrion. Sure, sure. No. To be fair, if you blame him for the death of your wife, exactly, he did. That's hard. It's, did he was, like his wife though? Do we know that? Uh, yeah, yeah, he liked his wife. Okay. Um, there were some rumors about his wife with the Mad King. Um, how they were a little bit, a little bit close to each other when because Tywin was the hand. Friendly. Tywin was the hand of the king. Um, until the Mad King fired him, basically. And so when they were in King's Landing, there were some rumors about, you know, the Mad King being a king. Um, but yeah, so I, I think, yeah, I think Tywin, he liked his wife and enjoyed his wife. Okay. So he talks about, you know, we can't just dis- disregard skilled laborers conveniently. Gendry's the one standing in front of, or, you know, sitting in front of him when he... Probably the most skilled laborer there. A hundred percent. Not pork pie or whatever his name is. Hot, Hot pie. Hot pie. <laughs> Uh, what is his skill? Pissing himself. <laughs> okay. No. So <laughs> we no. do. We love hot pie. Do we? I love hot pie. Okay. He yeah. makes bear claws. They're you, delicious. He what? Makes bear claws. They're delicious. I, or I, they're delicious. Right. She said. Um, Was he a baker? You guys. Yes. I didn't know that. I don't know what that means. Five. Five. I don't think that on. was that was in previous. What? What are we talking about? I'm confused. <laughs> you just said that was in previous. We can move on. So, oh, 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 I see what you're saying there. Yeah. I do think that you maybe owe $5. Okay. Um, Good catch there. I didn't even. <laughs> well, if that's what we're doing. Yeah, if that's it, then I'm not, willing. Does Nick, not, I'll bring does Nick get that for the, uh, the rumors of the Mad King? Say what? That's history. Okay. Yeah. History that Keith knows. It's not history that's brought up in the show. Okay. It is in the books. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's just. It's just not in the show. But so I don't. I think you're free on that one. Um. So <laughs> I wanted you to be free. So they they <laughs> talk about like <laughs> the skilled laborers. Obviously, he asks Gendry 
how convenient. And Gendry's like, I'm an armorer. That rat is in that bucket. Yeah. That rat's about to be strapped to his. Here's, well, the fire hasn't come no. on yet. Do we think it's the same rats or different rats? Ooh. Ooh. Mm, it's probably a different rat. I don't know. Have we gotten to your would you rathers yet? We just you guys past wasted them? them all. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought that the rat in the bucket thing was going to be one of your would you rathers. But oh, it was. It was. Was it going to be rat in the bucket on your stomach or hamster in the tube on your asshole? No, 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 no. It wasn't a hamster in the tube. It was Joffrey Scepter inside. Oh, that's right. While we did Joffrey that. Okay, watches. we did that. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Most of us said Scepter. I didn't know it was inside of me. Maybe I, I added I that. I think, yeah, that's, okay. a, that's a new addition. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That changes it. I would rather have the rat eat through me. You'd rather have a rat eat through you and die. I would die I if I got gonna, fucked I by that scepter. Yeah, with that. I don't think you would die. You the, don't have enough faith in yourself. The, <laughs> you don't know how. I can promise you, I can't handle that. that the antlers on that looked very whatever the other side, not the antler side. Whatever oh, I, I might do, whatever cool. I might do in my free time, I don't do that. That would kill me. Keith, rats. No, Keith's taking the scepter. Oh, you changed it. Changing it to inside? I don't know now. Well, we need an answer before we can move on. What would you pick? I don't. I feel like rats have diseases. So probably not the rats. Rats are killing you. You get fucked with a scepter? The not rats. The, rats. the rat is going to kill you. You're going to die. I know. So not the rats. So why are you worried about the diseases, though? No, they she's... might not kill me. They might just like scratch a little bit and then Tywin swings in. Like You don't oh, know what's okay. going to happen. Yep. You never know when that Jesus Christ figure is going to ride in on a white <laughs> horse. And he looked fire. With shining armor. So you're, you say what? Rat? If the scepter's going inside of me, I'm going rat. You say scepter. I say rat. You say? I think I'm going to say rat. Interesting. No, it's not. It is interesting. It's not. It, We're it's, not. No, it's 100% in line with all of our I don't want to be. I, I think the bludgeon would kill me. I think it would kill me and it'd be a, a more painful death. If it was antler side. If it was antler side, you'd still pick the scepter? Oh, no. Probably the rats if it okay. were antler side. God. Because that's all. The only thing in my mind is. So spiky. What, yeah, I, I know. know. That would destroy whatever. Sounds there. like Richard Gere would like it. I don't know what's in there, but that would destroy it. And kill me for sure. Right. Um, okay. So lots he, of nerve endings. Just yeah, wondering yeah. what's in there. Nick and That's I true. Nick and I had <laughs> lots of nerve endings. at three in the morning one night Googled. We were just curious. I had read an article or seen a headline that said that there are more nerve endings in the male prostate than there were in the female clitoris. And that I knew how many were in the female clitoris, and that just blew the female. (laughs) female. Sorry, that blew my fucking mind. Tell me, I believe that because it's a larger size. Blew my fucking mind. Yeah. And from everything that I have read, I'm gonna leave it at red. Not that seems to be true. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, yeah. It. I mean, is your answer to the question at work changed? No. No. Are you lying? Still no licking there. Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, my God. This, this is, gets juicier. This is a bit. And Emily's going to hate it. We don't have to do this. Uh, then Tywin just, he just kills everything in a good way. He has the line about, uh, this is a girl, you idiot. Yeah. How How is he the only person who recognizes it straight away? 
Uh, he's the only one that 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 he's smart that sees people that cares about the fact that like that's reading people like uh, like you know a leader does or someone who's in that that kind of power seat does. Um, you know, they're always aware of what's going on around them. They notice things that other people don't notice, and that's why he notices. I guess Gen- Gendry also noticed. Again, if you were looking carefully, it's, it's easy to see it. But Yorin says it when he cuts his, uh, Arya's hair, and when he says, you're an orphan boy, no one gives two shits about orphans. No one's going to look twice at you. No one really does except for Gendry and Tywin, who is it's his job to notice those things. It took Tywin two seconds, though, is all I'm saying. Yeah. So Arya gets selected to be his cupbearer. I'm interested to see... I don't dislike Arya. She's not my favorite character, but I'm interested to see Tywin and Arya together. What do you? I want to hear not you. <laughs> you ru- I really would have loved to get a lot of your information, yeah. but you ruined you it. You should have asked yeah. me sooner. It's not I, my problem. Look, I asked you with plenty of time for you to not watch <laughs> four more seasons of the show. You okay? Nope. I want to so hear no nope. fair conversation. Okay, sure. I want to hear it's it's addictive. She gonna kill him. This is your job. You think she, I'm sorry. Yep. You think Arya's going to kill Tywin? Oh yeah. How? Uh I don't know. Sword poison. Sword or poison? Poison Not poison. Sword. Poison's a woman's weapon. No, and it's not Arya's Arya. like she's he a, just said in front of everybody, woman. she's a girl, you idiot. A yeah. girl, not a woman. Uh She's not a girl, but not yet a woman. I'm not a girl. She Hashtag does she does Britney. have a sword. I mean, she doesn't have it in her right. possession, but she has a sword. She's killed one man with it. Well, so boy, boy. not man. Yeah. We've <laughs> not a we've boy. Cleared, not yet. that up. So Whoa, you man. you think Tywin will die, and this, you think it will, will come be his, his hands. downfall? Okay, hot take. I like that. Do you have anything you want to add, spoiler free, about them? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then we find ourselves with. A f- I think a pretty comedic scene with Tywin and or I mean uh, Tyrion and Lancel. Um, this is a you know obviously Lancel it, thinks he's hot shit. He's fucking the queen. He gets he's a knight. He's a knight. He gets to boss around the imp as he calls him, the hand of the king. So he feels like he's in a position of power. And Tyrion quickly flips that. Just tore him down immediately. I with mean intelligence with so many things. Yeah. My favorite of all. Well, two two parts that were my favorite. One was the uh, lavender oil mm-hmm. comment, and then he says "anointed knight." Apparently, uh, and then when he's like, "Stay right here," Joffrey wants to hear this, and then he like walks around really quickly, and Lance was like, "Oh my god, please don't!" Anyway, it was a good scene where we start to see Tyrion again, just continuing his tirade through yep. the the red keep and owning everybody owning everything he seemingly at the end of this scene has lancel in his pocket and therefore inside information on cersei while they were all watching he got washington in his pocket hamilton lines and there's you know, our hamilton line. you know what we're missing right now What's that? There must be more to this provincial life. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we got uh, it. Two we hours it. and twenty-two minutes in. I kind of had we to. Got it. I kind of had to bait that one, but we yeah. did it. You're a you. master at that. At baiting, hooks on. You're a master baiter. <laughs> Get it? Oh god. <laughs> Nick got it. <laughs> <laughs> that went straight over my head. Did it? Honestly, it did. Yeah, I, I love did, that. I did not. Perfect. I did not catch that. Um, I'm not. 
I'm not up on my wit. Um, <laughs> I I love the line where he was like, oh, and you waited so long to give this to me? And he was like, no, I came right away. And he's like, at this time of night? <laughs> at just, the hour of the wolf? Yeah. The hour of the wolf. Which... Which I don't know what that means. I but don't know what time that is, but I want to honor it every night. Yeah, middle of the <laughs> night, I think, is, is what it means. Um, Seems like Rob lives his life in the hour of the wolf. He is the hour. Of the, the legend mm. of Rob just continues to grow. Um, it was it was a scene that I think, in my opinion, sets up a lot of further stuff, but mm-hmm. was really funny. I thought it was one of the funnier moments in the show. Um, how do you, where, where do you sit on Lancel? Obviously we're not supposed to like him, but do you feel like he's going to be in Tyrion's pocket or do you feel like this is, he's just trying to get out of this scenario? What are you pointing at? Oh, I was doing the pocket thing again. Oh, okay. Um, no, I think he's fearful enough, um, to not pull a, oh, hey, Tyrion, uh, Tyrion knows about stuff. Unless... Because this is Game of Thrones, and they like to specifically trick me. Um, <laughs> Cersei knew he would pick up on it, and now has a free reign to feed him whatever information that she wants to. Oh, oh. you're playing like the he doesn't know that they know that they know. No, like she knows that he knows that she knows, <laughs> but yeah. he doesn't know that she knows that he knows. That's, right. That hurts my head. I got it. <laughs> I missed it. It's all right. You lost me at a couple of... He doesn't know that she knows he knows things. Joey, you know? do they know we know you know? I don't know what that's from. Are the friends? <laughs> friends, yeah. I do not care for friends. I don't that's either. fair. I've tried three times. Everyone else in the world does, so um, it doesn't matter that you two don't. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get out of the bubble, and I can't figure out how. <laughs> What's next? We've well, done the Lancel scene. So it's said, really great. Either she's tricking him or he's tricking her. If you had to pick one, what do you think the truth is? I want to go with Tyrion because I like him more, but okay. Game of Thrones likes to trick me, so they I'm going to go specifically. with Cersei. knew about it. So she's not dumb. She's not dumb, but she's got to slip at some point, right? Yeah, but she knew about he. She knew about Pycelle. I think Cersei's too comfortable. I think that over you know, the whole Ned Stark thing just added to her confidence level, and she's too comfortable to where she's starting to crack. There's some cracks in her. Uh, defense systems, which were Pycelle being a, a a spy of hers, basically, and Lancel being someone that would you know do her bidding, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And those things are starting to crack. I mean, he obviously has already shown that okay, Pycelle's out. You don't have him anymore, and now you're taking you're double crossing the double cross, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Can't triple cross, double cross. You can't triple stamp, but double stamp actually is how. Yeah, I, I <laughs> knew what the quote was. That was for you. <laughs> I don't know what any of this means. That's obvious, right? Dumb and Dumber, actually. Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. Mm, even better. Which is dumb. Now and we dumber. get to, I think, the reason that you wanted to come on this episode. Why do you say that? I think that you mentioned <laughs> it briefly. Why did you um, want to come on this episode? Because you handpicked this one. Yeah. And with your hands. Was it this next scene? I do like this next scene. Yeah. So it starts with Davos and Stannis, which we've already touched on a little bit. And it quickly morphs into Stannis telling Davos, we've heard this like conversation about the smuggling and how obviously Davos was punished for that. Stannis didn't approve of it, but now he's game. And he they have the the little back and forth about the red woman. Davos calls him calls her the red woman. 
Stannis responds with, she has a name. name. But then when Davos asks, what am I What am I taking ashore? He says, the Red Woman. Does, she, does he say the Red Woman or your Red, red it Woman? It sounds like he says your, but subtitles, if you watched with them. I try to. They, it says in the subtitles, the. I, because I heard your. What did you hear? I was watching with subtitles. So okay, so you know that. Yeah. So then. Because that's how you watch things. Well. My watching partner does not like to watch with subtitles, but I was watching it on my own <laughs> the second time around. So Your yes. watch partner can get over it. Yeah. We're talking to you right now, bud, and uh, you need to watch this show with right, subtitles, right. please. Hey, but I love you. You tell him. So, um, I mean, I'll I'll call him. He would love that. He wanted me to tell you, fuck you, for not answering his texts. That's fair. And not wanting to hang out with him. He can join the list of people who text me that don't get responses. Right. That's a weird flex. Right. I apologize. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Thank God you, Nick. Uh, so now we get into the smuggling. And this is one of the scariest yeah. things that I've ever seen. Because she's smuggling, too. She's smuggling, too. <laughs> it's a little weird at first because she... Kind of, it kind of feels like she's coming on Davos. I like the, I like the conversation going up to that. The conversation of good or bad. You're either all good or you're all bad. I mean, I don't think that's absolutely. I don't think that's true. But Stannis had just said the opposite moments before. The good doesn't wash the bad, and the bad doesn't, and likewise doesn't you right. know, make up for the. So good. when, and and Davos is a very honest human. Um, you know, he he's shown that already uh, throughout you know, our experience with his character, but the conversation that they have on the boat, I think is really interesting and in how that sets up. Cause she talks about how she's good. She, she, you know, she says basically that there's, you know, there is no, if, if you have any, if the, if the onion is rotten, the whole, you know, the whole onions rotten, whatever, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, that, that conversation just, I think is really interesting knowing what's about to happen. She's saying she's good when she has this fucking grudge-like figure and then shadowy demon that How does falls this out relate to religious fanatics and their belief that they are good and doing the right thing? Um, Would you care to answer? Westboro we Baptist Church? Uh, pretty badly. Uh, what about just like the, regular people? I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's, that's too far. Too far. Do I don't. It's too late. We've been here for two and a half hours. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> so then we get her, she the reveal, which was shocking because we hadn't seen. We, I mean, we knew that Stannis had his no moves. I think it's interesting. Again, the conversation of that scene, which I think gets lost because the the uh, reveal of what she's giving birth to is so big that you get, you lose the conversation that happened before it, which the conversation that happens before is they're walking in and Davos says, it's funny. This Lord of light has to do things that are in the shadows. And she says, I that, like that line. Yeah. And, and, but she responds saying that shadows are servants of light, basically saying that there is no shadow without light. Right. And so they only do what the light commands them. When the light moves, the shadow moves, right? And so shadows are servants of light. And then all of a sudden she gives birth to a shadow. To a yeah. monster. Yeah. And I was super excited about it because I said magic does exist. 
they do exist. I knew you'd be excited about that one. That's honestly why I picked part of why I picked this episode because I know that Keith has been so excited about magic and apart from dragons, which I feel like it's just kind of part of the understood lore of Mm -hmm. game of Thrones. Like this is the first actual piece of fantasy or the piece of magic that we see. Yes. And the Lord of light is fucking real. Definitely (laughs) not a Lord of light. Can I say that? So we don't know the gender necessarily of this creature and we love a slinky black, number a little black dress so can this be mm. <laughs> possibly the, the female fire fit of the week the androgynous that's my fire fit of the week. that's my vote i'll based, allow it based on that <laughs> argument i'll allow it yeah i'll take it from melisandre and i'll give it to this thank black you. dress wearing thank you monster perfect so um so it was weird there was a brief moment where we saw and it was it was pretty quick, but the lantern flared up, flared up, and so that was kind of the first indication. I mean, other make a than, darker shadow. Other than the baby that doesn't seem to have been nine months in time, that was also my thing. I don't know how long this was, so it, like it wasn't nine. That's I why everyone that was so you know so surprised, and no one had you know yeah. Um, and I kind of liked that she was like, "Oh, you'll see what's under this robe." Mm. flirty 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 i mean she she had the whole thing about like i'm not i'm not talking about your wife i'm talking about other women like she was very like coming on strong to davos Mm -hmm. but really it was just it felt like a long play to get her clothes off so that she could birth this thing i don't even call it child it was weird there was a quick thing where like the detail where when it like grabbed her leg and moved its hand it left like red marks on her Uh, you're not did you pick up on that too yeah, just its whole movements in general were interesting, and like its face was rotating like into different sorts of things, mm-hmm. which was interesting. It was weird. You, I can't. I really wish you had not watched Beyond. Well, this. I'm sorry. I know, but there's so much more I would have loved to have asked you throughout this episode. But I'm like, I don't. How many seasons are there? Eight. Can you stop watching? No, I don't. Maybe. Stop. Okay. It's too late now. Well, we bring her back. It's for not. Season seven. Can... Why can't we just bring her back? We can. I'm just I would love to. I think I, I've done a great job of not spoiling things. You've done it. You've done a phenomenal job. Yeah. One. The only you've, thing you did was spoil who Hot Pie was. Lydia, I think you've done a great job. I've really enjoyed having you here. Yeah, Thank really, you. my Christ Thank figure. You, Nick. Of the I think I've decided series. that I like you. But Yay! We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> right, the jury's still out for myself, so Somebody I understand does. that. So, I want to hear predictions. That's, you you mentioned it briefly uh, when you kind of alluded to like maybe this levels the playing field. In, in the battle, mm-hmm. how do you, but I want you to elaborate a little bit if you don't mind. How do you feel like this changes things? I mean, this is a another sneaky attack in the night, but this one is a weird venom symbiote crawly monster magic thing. Do you um, think this has significance to anything so far that we've seen? I mean, I'm pretty sure that Renly's forces are here. That's what they're doing. So I'm imagining that this is going to, if not decimate, at least greatly reduce their numbers. Okay. Um, which will domino effect to the whole four kingdom or four king battle. You think this is definitely the end of Renly's campaign? I don't think it's the end of it. Um, uh, maybe, maybe in its significance. Uh, may- maybe this is a like. I don't know. Maybe it's even a like a wake up, like, hey, you're like you should join my team because like look what I can do. 
because it's still technically before dawn. It's yeah. before the time that he can come and uh, surrender. True. So maybe this merges the uh, Baratheons. The, yeah, the two Baratheon houses. Well, if that's the case, then you wouldn't want it to do too much damage. You don't want to do too much, but you want to do enough where you can be like, yeah, I, I did that, and that was just one thing. You, okay. should, you should join my team. So, storylines, we didn't see this episode. John, mm-hmm. what do you do? You think that we're going to see them in the next episode? And if so, what do you think we might see? I hope so. I'm hoping we move on from Dirty Old Crastor. God. And then get into the heart of whatever's happening in the North, be it like Wadlings or White Walkers or anything else that's up there. Especially now knowing like, hey, like magic does exist. Maybe Sam is a wizard. And we find out that later in the episode. <laughs> You've been holding on to that for a I while. I just want Sam to be a wizard for like Sam's it. sake. So yeah. bad. Yeah. Lydia, yes. up until this point in the show, not beyond, who's your favorite character? I really like Danny. Danny, and of I course. I also really like Littlefinger. Yeah. It's because she's your Christ figure. Yeah. She is my Christ figure. You can't not pick Jesus. Can I share? I have a theory. It's really not a spoiler theory. It's mm-hmm. just based off of what I've read in the books, which is still season one. Can I? I've just been thinking a lot about who John's mom is. And I feel like in the book, um, there's a lot of allusion to the fact that she might be highborn and that she might not be a whore. So my theory is that I think John's mom is Ned's sister. You think Ned fucked his sister? Yeah, I think Ned fucked his sister. That's disgusting. Well, that's my theory. Okay, so you think that John... Where's that theory coming from? John's a real star. So again, this is not like... It's really not spoiler stuff from the book. I think for you, it's not a spoiler because you haven't seen the whole show. Right. If either one of us were to talk about theories and talk about shit like that, we, we it would be. Right. But because you haven't seen the whole show... I have not. I don't think any of that is a, is a spoiler. And this is mainly just from the book. I feel like it's mentioned in the show, but more so in the book, there's a lot of what feels like to me foreshadowing of there's just a lot of talk of how John looks like all Stark. Like there is no Catelyn. Like in all of his siblings, there's a lot of Catelyn. But in John, it's like pure Stark. And so in my mind, I'm like pure Stark. That means maybe Ned fucked his sister. And what if it's so Robert? you think that theory of John being a Stark is Ned fucked his sister? That's what I'm thinking right now. And that's just me being bold in my Interesting. <laughs> theories. Keith, how do you feel about well, this theory? I just, I just I think didn't... she's highborn. Maybe like that's what I think right now, but also maybe somebody else. But I don't think she's just a, I a common whore. It. I want to counter it with my crazy thing. Yeah. I think it's uh, Robert's son with Ned's sister. Wait. Which Robert's Robert Baratheon? Son? Robert Baratheon. I don't know if the timelines match up. Oh, is it his son? Yeah. Which one? I mean, yeah, theoretically they match up with no, you know it's, that's it's the Robert's whole, son. That's the whole. I mean, oh, they were they were promised to each other. Yeah, so that and makes sense. Robert had a baby with right, right, Ned's right. sister. Yeah, that's that, also possible. That's why they're highborn. That's why it looks like a Stark. That's why it's got dark hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. That's why it's so handsome. Yeah. Because Robert was dashing. That's true. It. I mean, Gendry John is. does look he, like he was Robert. when he was younger. Gendry's yeah, dashing. Yeah, I was just Fashion him. Yeah. Fashion the fat version. Fun. Yeah. We were both. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm, I want more. What else do you have? 
No, that's my biggest hot take right now. I mean, that's a very, that's a scorching <laughs> that's a take, hot take. Man. That's a, that's that a take. and the spiders, but we already talked about the spiders. Um, That would be terrifying to me, by the way, which we spoke really briefly on Shelob, but I just finished the Lord of the Rings books for the first time, and I didn't realize how significant yes. that race is in Lord of the Rings lore. And even her, Shelob as a character was much more significant than just a spider in the mountains that happened, you know, to, well, I mean, Smeagol did it, but like, I didn't ever realize that. I did, I had no idea, but the books really elaborate on the, them, their race. I'm not going to get into yeah, it. I haven't you're got to that you're point reading yet. them right now, yeah. but I was taken aback by the significance of Shelob and, you know, her, her Interesting. relatives. Um, you don't have anything else hiding? Any other hot takes? I that was any other theories? I, I think it's now interesting. Now you've got like, like me going. No, no. <laughs> any other any other theories about uh, where stuff goes without spoiling? Which I think that was a good one. Right. With, you know, not spoiling there, but I don't um, know. I think just like completely without any information, like real information about Game of Thrones going into it. For some reason, I thought that like Danny and John would somehow end up together. That's not based on anything that I've experienced. That's just like my uninformed opinion going into it. Those were thoughts that I had that has, I don't know, that's all right. hasn't been developed in any way. So just your experience and your interaction with the just internet Just like the internet, culture. yes. Yeah. I was hmm. like, okay, John and Danny, like they're the main people, so they're going to end up together somehow. I'll ship that. It feels like main characters often right. at least cross paths in that way. There's a man and a woman. Yeah, like, I mean the, the one, cool part about attractive. this. I, I, I say the cool part and the worst part of the of the show and book series is that main characters are not safe. They're never safe. So no, no character. No safe. character is safe. Our That's whiteboard true. is filled with names, filled with heads on spikes. We need to get a whiteboard. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> but you can't write. No on one it knew that we didn't have a whiteboard until right now. I. Well, and you Lydia, we had a she, Lydia even looked. She looked back. <laughs> so, anyways, it, it's it's we filling up works. quickly with names and, and heads on spikes. Uh, so, no main characters are safe. It would it would make sense from a from a standpoint of of mo, you know how most stories go. But um, you know, we'll see how that plays out. Here's I, a question: Where do you put, do you put cereal on the board? If we had a whiteboard. No, I don't put cereal on the board because nobody, uh, because, no head. Yeah, nobody, what do you no think head. About cereal. I follow Keith. We didn't see it, so. So you think he's right? There's he's a possibility. There. Okay. My, I think my question in response to that is: Cereal seemed to be someone who was at all costs willing to, like, put himself on the line, and he's just disappeared. Like, that doesn't seem to fit the character that. Uh, briefly we got yeah i mean um, it doesn't mean he didn't lose i just i don't think he's dead okay and you agree yeah he seemed like somewhat of like a sage character to me of like he i don't know has like magical elements and this isn't like based on anything but it seems like he could still be alive even if it doesn't make sense okay. like he's that kind of like magical he right. had that kind of essence. He did. He, he definitely es- did. He escaped hurt and then had to go into hiding to right. XYZ. Yeah, maybe he's like and we'll sneaking around Hall too, just watching Arya, making sure she's not maybe getting all the way into... He's yeah. going on an Avatar journey or to an, unlock his chakra. Yeah. Or an old Ben <laughs> journey. Could be. 
Um, all right. So I think we have successfully taken ourselves through season two, episode four, Garden of Bones. Uh, anybody else have anything to add? Well, I guess not. Nick wants to end the episode. Nick's done. <laughs> no, no. I just, I, I'm just, I think we're, you know, we've gotten some great shit from Lydia. Um, yeah, thank but the you more for we keep talking, us. we just keep getting hot shit. We do. We do get, keep, keep getting hot takes. Um, Keith. Hi. Would you mind telling the listeners where they can find us on Instagram? Instagram is Dragons Dreadfort. Very good. Uh, so, so it's Lydia. So it's Patreon. Well, I was going to ask Lydia if she could she could tell the, the listeners where to find us on Patreon. I think it's also Dragons Dreadfort. It is. Uh, if you would like to join Lydia as a very very much appreciated patron of this show. Uh, so that we can do more cool stuff like have Lydia on and like you know give you know di- different uh, t-shirt ideas that we've had. And, hey Lydia, so and, she'll come back. And yeah, we we would love to to you know have her back sometime. Um, uh, if you'd like to do that, you can definitely do that at Patreon.com/slash/DragonsDreadforts. Justin Neal, do you want to drop your Instagram so we know where your cats are? Mm-mm. It's at Jane Neal one hundred for all of you guys. <laughs> uh, this has been super fun, Lydia. Thank you for joining us. And thank thank you for for joining us. Is Jeffrey your Christ figure?